Now broadcasting live via so Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagdon Boardcast. Oh my goodness, and that is crazy. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I didn't get slapped like right your mom in here. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? It doesn't work if you're not wearing what? a mariachi suit. Uh, we're not wearing a mariachi suit. I don't know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bagden Boardcast. It's episode number 179. You almost fumbled through that I one. know. I, it's I mean, like you do so many other podcasts that I you know, forget the title of this episode. It's hard for me to remember what I'm doing when. Like it's You know what you should do? What? Count to yourself before you start doing anything. <laughs> Three, just take that two, moment to one. compose I'm yourself. I'm Chris. I'm John. I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we're looking forward to. Time Machine, July 24th. Yes, we didn't get a chance to record earlier this week. Yeah. Um, I had some work-related stuff happening, but we're still doing... W- I was out of town. We're still doing an episode, so hey, we're going to talk about the books we were looking forward to. Yeah, and you know, that's Again, good because we get to uh, delve into our main topic, which is the news out of San Diego Comic-Con. That's true. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite news, or big news, or... Just news. Maybe we didn't like It's a news yeah. episode. From San Diego Comic Con, and what better way to discuss news than in front of a microphone? Actually, and, and while drinking, with you him. thought I was going to say and that. Next, yeah, and I next didn't. to that microphone is uh, a beer. Well, there's two on this side, but yes, there is one on this right. side. So, what beer are we drinking first, John? Out John. of the the glorious cellar, out of the four that we have for today. Uh, this is just um, Southern Tier, uh, favorite of the podcast. Uh, they're unearthly, which they put out normally around, uh, Earth Day is when this beer comes out. And, um, this is just an Imperial IPA, um, 9.5% by volume, delicious beer. Delicious beer, he says. This is one of my favorites from Southern Tier. I think we've had it on the show probably about four or five times now because we kind of just keep circling back to it. I think, yeah, every year it comes out, we normally get it, uh, and... They started um, aging it in oak barrels, and last year it was really a hard release. It was hard to find it. Mm-hmm. This year it's kind of really out there for us. So. Yeah, we can still find it, so we've just been buying it and drinking it. Yeah. What? I the, haven't had it yet. You haven't? No. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> I got it right when it came out. Yeah, I know. I've... I got it, too. I saw that it came out, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'll do- definitely buy a bottle, and then I'll have it with my friends. Because I knew it was so difficult to find last year. Well, it was, and then it's just everywhere now. Oh, so it's just man. one of those things that's like, yeah, it's, it's everywhere! <laughs> but yeah. That's so, another thing I'm sorry, Jim. It is. It is. I'm glad you made that one. <laughs> um, it's a nice. I had to prove that I knew what you guys were talking about. It's a so, nice. I, uh, I know you watch those specials, Paul. You didn't have to prove it to me. It's a nice multi-year IPA. Um, <sighs> you know, it's, <sighs> it's, I wouldn't say it's a, a higher I'm not exactly the difference between this and their double IPA, but mm-hmm. they're very close. This is a little more malty. You don't really get that hops. It's sweet like a honey. It does have yeah, that it's honey. Got, yeah, so it's bring uh, back kind of that cults back to, I think, the first time we reviewed this. Sweet sweet and malty versus mm-hmm. like a hop and malty, mm-hmm. which you get with their double. But uh, very always very enjoyable. Always. I, 
I love this beer. I will drink it anytime I can find it. Yeah. And, and now I'm that we're trying to it, check into it right now, I have to say it is very warm right here in our recording studio, and I'm, we're drinking beer warm, which makes me feel like I'm an alcoholic by the definition of my boss. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, oh, I used to go to school with friends, and then I started working at a brewery, and they would drink beer warm because they were alcoholics. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Your boss just doesn't know how to drink beer. <laughs> Apparently, I'm an alcoholic. I didn't realize that. But it's the best for most yeah. beers. It's the best way to drink it. You really opens up and you get all those flavors. I think I would like this a little mm-hmm. bit cooler just uh, to bring it, out that crispness. It does say to sweet. drink between at forty forty two degrees. So I can go throw the uh, throw the oak in uh, oak in the fridge oak in there. Yeah, throw throw them all in the fridge. Why not? You know, we're we're just going to start talking about some news because. We, we gotta talk about non-Comic-Con related news first. And just, this is where it gets tough every year, because there is stuff that happens, but not a lot. So we have to talk about, like, video game news instead. Like, Nintendo turning 30 this past week. Well, the Famicom turning 30 on July 15th. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that the video games are that old. And then I'm like, wait, no. I'm that old, so it's not as crazy as I believed it to be. Yeah, it is weird that we grew up... I grew up in an age where I remember seeing the NES, and I thought it was a brand new system Yeah, as a kid. Like, you know, and that was five years down the line, six years down the line of it being released. Because I still remember growing up and playing Atari, and that was brand new to me. I, I remember going over to some kid's house like when I was five, and they had it, and I was like, "What is this?" And I played like Duck Hunt, and I played Mario Brothers, and then like that year I got it for Christmas, and it had like the track and field mat. Yeah, what? You could Which run was, on that it. was terrible. Yeah, you that could, mat you, was horrible because you could jump off and then jump on. Yeah, and cheat. Was that, that was such? I did not. Did cheat. they did they own the NES that was packaged in with these with that mat? Because apparently that's like the one the, a very collectible item. Oh, the NES uh, like packaged with like sports and I, I think track and field or yeah, Olympic sports field, yeah. or something like that. And if it, if you still have that in box, then like it's worth thousands of dollars. We threw ours out. Yeah, no, nobody thought that way at that time. Some people did. I I remember like the first time I played it. I was sleeping over my aunt's house and. Her godson, who's like the same age as me, was there, and he had the Nintendo, so he brought it with him. And like we stayed up all night playing Super Mario Brothers, and it was awesome. There's like a picture of me somewhere, like of the two of us just sitting there, like wearing like sweatshirts and sweatpants, just like playing Nintendo. <laughs> I was probably like four or five, so yeah, probably five or six actually. Yeah. So I'm just trying to remember when it actually came out in the United States, like. Because it it took a while because of the whole like arcade crumbling from the Atari like even Atari was like we're not doing video games anymore we're going to be computers now and uh, you know people bearing ET discs or cassettes right they were cassettes back then or uh, something yeah they would you know because it was all shovelware and I think that's actually where shovelware gets its name from because they actually buried it with shovels I don't know. I, I, I think you're to, making up facts. She would have to go to Urban Dictionary, but I believe 95 percent of what Paul told, tells me. But the Super or the Nintendo 
NES, the Enter- Nintendo Entertainment System, actually had to be bundled with Robbie the Robot here in the United States and sold as a toy through F.E.O. Schwartz first because people were so, like, standoffish about selling video games again after the crash of the Atari. Hmm. It was a toy. It was a robot toy. I love playing the Atari at my grandparents' house. Yeah, it was fun. Adventure's awesome. Love Adventure. I never played Defender. that one. That was the one with the duck dragons, and you would stab them with an arrow. And yeah, you were a dot. You were a box. I never played that through one. Went through mazes. How about Defender? Had to play Defender. Defender. How about Missile Command? Missile Command was good. How about Pitfall? Pitfall was great. Pitfall is a crazy game. I've played like almost every single version of Pitfall, like when they would like release it, yeah. like with the better system. Like it's Pitfall, I'm like this isn't Pitfall. This game sucks. I'm not a big Pitfall fan. Really? I was a big fan of the firefighter it. game, where it was basically like you just had to raise and lower the ladder to get to that level, and then hit the button to spray the water at the window that was on fire. Okay. You know, you know what uh, Pitfall launched? Activision. Oh, well, speaking of Activision, they're in the news again, too, because they just bought themselves out from Vivendi Universal. Vivendi Universal, you say? Yes. As in, like, Universal Studios? Yes. What? They owned Activision and Blizzard, and today um, they bought themselves out. I don't know the exact number of billions. $8.2 billion? Yes. And some of that's in cash, some in stock. Mm -hmm. Freed itself from its parent company, and it's Activision Blizzard. Oh, that's the actual that's the actual name of the company, but they publish things either as Activision or Blizzard, but the name of the actual company is Activision Blizzard. So I was worried that Blizzard was going to be left behind and to die, much like Sierra Games. Oh, well, they're like, they're still alive and kicking. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, not kicking as much as they used to because they announced on their investor call that World of Warcraft has lost another 600,000 subscribers, and it's now down to 6 million, I believe, or 7 million. 6.7 million, I think Mm -hmm. it was. Uh, Which is still a lot of people. So I don't think they have to worry, especially on a game that's probably like 12 years old now. Well, they haven't done it. How much a month? 15. 15 a month times 7 million people? They're still doing a lot better (laughs) than the the playing for free. Yeah, so you know what? They were working on another RPG okay. that did get scrapped, so they, they've oh, got Titan? time. Titan got scrapped? Yeah. Oh. Um, it was a couple weeks ago, actually. Oh, it wow. just It wasn't what they wanted it to be, so they're starting fresh. But they don't need to come out with something because, yeah, there's still 7 million people playing Warcraft, unless there's some yeah. bizarre mass exodus where 2 million people leave. Yeah, but like, over even a still, there are massively multiplayer games that survive with... So much less subscriber base than that. Uh, what's the one? I'm trying to think of the name. It's the There's one, Rift. Not Rift. The one that's all in space, and but you're like mining and you're creating corporations. And oh. it's been out forever and yeah, today also. I, that has 500,000 uh, annual you know, like and, average subscribers. And here's the difference between you know Warcraft and all those other ones is those other ones free to play, but they're very involved in the cash well, transactions. One. Yeah, that one and I don't think is still free. I don't think it's free to play. Is the it Planetfall? Not no. Okay, it's, that, that's the mining like... and it's corporations and it's, uh, they have their own account. Uh, their own econ- economists that 
publishes papers on the in-game uh, economy of yeah, this place. That's too much work. I'm okay with collecting 50 oh, red skulls and, and great ships turning them in. and stuff. And they just on the PS3 they uh, yeah they just had a thing with first-person shooter like dust. They, like they work together. Yeah, yeah. dust something with numbers. Oh, it's like listeners, yeah, like something. That. Oh, listeners, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I don't know why you keep going. You're not going to think of it. <laughs> well, you didn't count down. That's probably why. You know, that's probably why. Wait, the but, title of the game is <laughs> three, two, one. I don't have it. I don't have it. Uh, it sounds like a cool game. I don't have it. Yeah, yeah like it's it's got that something. <laughs> but those those free to play games are bolstered by the fact that, hey, they are getting money other ways. Like, when I was playing DC Universe Online, Mm -hmm. it was free-to-play, but if you bought their DLC packs, you got extra content. If you did do their legendary subscriber for, like, 10 bucks a month, you had access to special raids and dungeons that only those members could get to, and that's where you're going to get better goods. Like, there are ways to keep them. EVE Online. EVE Online. He looked it up. You mean you could have just looked it up? We didn't have to listen to you John, that whole time? John, we know he has a computer in front of him. <laughs> That's how this gets done every week. <laughs> I had to type in MMORPG uh, Space Corporations Mining, and it was like the fourth entry. <laughs> I'm like, Eve Online. That's it. Never heard of it. Really? But you're not on yeah, RPG. I don't, yeah, I don't so. pay, pay attention to that. But stuff. it's not really an RPG. It, yeah, I guess it is. Everything you explained to me sounds so boring. <laughs> heard good things. Yeah, I've heard good things too. Especially like it works with the PS3 online mm-hmm. game. Like while you're doing stuff up in space or on yeah, planets, you... like the people on the like, computer game are doing stuff to support you and mm-hmm. vice versa. Which it's kind of a cool way to keep people playing or at least going back and forth between the two games. Yes. Yes. Do we have any more news that's not comic booky? Um, kind of in video game news, uh, WayForward and Capcom have released what they're calling their documentary, which is their behind the scenes look at the DuckTales NES remaster game that's coming out this uh, August, which I'm really looking forward to because it's basically them completely redoing everything, like showing off the animations and just how much the people that are working on this game don't just love video games and DuckTales, but like the actual source material, like going back to the Carl Barks comics. Uh, I can't wait for this game either. I can't like, I, I, I want it. When I saw it was coming out, I, like I put a thing on Facebook right away. Like I think I even texted it to you. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't wait. Cause I remember playing that game. And every once in a while, I look over, like, Paul used to have, like, all his Sega games mm-hmm. that he has, and he had the, um, what is it, Quack Shot? Yeah, I have Quack Shot. And I was like, oh, I want to play that so bad. We but can it... totally go down in the basement and play it. My any or my Genesis is hooked up. Okay, let's do that next. Okay. I'll take a break, we'll drink a beer, come back, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> Sorry. Quack Shot is a great game. Quack Shot was so much fun. I loved playing it. I just would, like, rent it from Video Factory. Like, weekend after weekend after weekend. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I played it uh, until well, I bought it, and I still haven't played it since. I, I got into this weird, like, I should buy all my old games that I love from those things. They're dirt cheap. They're like 12 bucks a piece. <laughs> right? I keep it's wanting to get uh, Blackthorn oh. from, uh, for my uh, Super Nintendo, because uh-huh. I loved, I used to rent that, like, every couple weeks 
at uh, Blockbuster mm-hmm. when I was a little bit older. And um, I used to love playing that game. And I just remember loving playing that, but I barely remember anything about that game. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be great playing these re- I wish yeah, more remakes would come out like well, this. You know? I'm looking forward to the DuckTales one, and then there's also the Mickey's Castle of Illusion that's mm-hmm. coming yeah. out on Xbox and PS3, uh, like their arcade and mm-hmm. PSN Network, too. I never played that game. I want to, though. Is it Mickey and Donald's Castle Illusion? No, it was just Mickey's oh. Castle Illusion. There was a Mickey and Donald one. I have a Mickey and Donald game Which, for the Genesis. That was the one where I think you had to go get the keys to the different parks. Maybe I'm making stuff up. I don't, know. I don't remember. But I, I do wish. I mean, like, remember when? I mean, when X Men, the X Men arcade game yeah. came out, we all got it like that same day. We all met up on on live uh-huh. and we all played it. And same thing with like the Ninja Turtles game. Uh-huh. Like a lot of those games, just was so much fun to play them. And have that. Even though we just played it once, I still I don't regret buying those games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, I I played it a few times just on my own because that ten dollars I spent to actually download the game is what I would have spent to play it in the arcade and not beat it. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, they, it really was one of those things where you would play it, you just be like this game was just designed to eat my quarters. Especially the yeah. the Ninja Turtles one. Oh yeah, yeah. Where there's no way to to not uh, step on those traps on the surfboard. On the stuff. surfboard, yeah. the surfboard stuff is impossible. You, you can't not get frozen, and oh, it's like yeah. no, you just it was oh that's game that game was like more frustrating thinking of how much money I sank into that yeah. game. But again, hey, they made a game that you came back to week after week to put your uh-huh. quarters in, that's, and that's it was. When you play it now, you just see how it was designed to. It was just cheap. Yeah. yeah. Unlike Shadowrun. Shadowrun Returns is coming out soon. Yeah, it's true. And uh, they actually are the Hairbrain uh, Schemes, the name of the company that, you know, is returning Shadowrun, is coming out with their next crowd-funded uh, venture, Tabletop Shadowrun game. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. Like, there's a, still a market for it after all these years. Hey, uh, we we recently tried to play a tabletop RPG developed by Chris. We we did play it. Yeah. We did play it. It took a lot of work just to get that much done. Like I worked on that for a few nights. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was fun. It was, was a lot good. of fun. It, it's you have to get yourself back into the mind frame of playing those games and how to like. Oh, this is obviously a hook that my GM is giving me. I should follow this, not just. Wait, what should we do? But uh, here, here's the thing. As the GM, you have to be prepared for, okay, well, what if they don't take this hook? <laughs> like, we don't recognize that as a hook. I'm sorry. I, or we want to get soda. It's, it's or you lot. go after something that you totally aren't supposed to do, like stealing the beer. <laughs> this must be an important part of this quest is getting this beer. Guys, there's yeah, nothing that's more right. Our podcast right involved beer. <laughs> RPG. I had, and here's the thing. I had to sit down and... Figure out how does beer work in the bag and board <laughs> RPG. Like that, that's this is the like stuff that you have to do. So that's why there haven't been any more adventures. Any more updates? It got me to finally night, like, crack open my red box that I bought years ago yeah. from uh you know when red box came out again like for the fourth edition of uh D D and read through that. And that was fun. Um, got any more news? No. No do we, but we do got... we have an update for Oh, the uh, bagged and board cast 
I did not summer crunch. movie bracket buster Any bracketing the, the brackets bracketer bracketing. Let's see, did anything come out that Pacific no. Rim? Wolverine comes out this weekend. Right. Uh, nothing came out this past week. Pacific Rim it made last time we already talked about yeah. it thirty eight point three million. Which uh, we're still waiting for John and I just saw it uh, yeah. a couple days ago, and Pacific Rim's a lot of fun. Like we saw it with John's dad, and he seemed to really dig it too. It's it's a live action anime. Like it's if yeah. you're a fan of Neon Genesis Evangelion or Robotech Macross, like that kind of stuff. You see giant robots doing cool shit. You did ask on Facebook what you would call your Jaeger. Yeah, I haven't I haven't thought of mine yet. Um, friend of the show, Chris, put up his Mjolnir, which I was like, oh, that's good. I wish I had thought of that. I heard somebody uses a ship as a sword. Yes, I, I would call mine investments. Because <laughs> I'm looking at Paul's bookshelf and he has his old accounting books there. <laughs> yeah. I should Maybe become... you should read something from him again. <laughs> and, and Paul, yours was Miser? Yeah. Jägermeister. Meister. Meister. Jägermeister. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would be better if yours was called Miser. Yeah, I would just stack up coins. <laughs> or bottle caps. That was a great episode of DuckTales, by the way. Every episode of DuckTales is great. I've actually, it actually got me into economics. That's what did it. Um, I was off on Tuesday and Thursday from work this week. Oh, okay. Um, on Tuesday, when I was just sitting around, I was like, hey, I'm going to watch some Tailspin. I watched the first two discs of season one of Tailspin, and I was like... Did somebody get you that for Christmas? Paul did. Oh. And Gargoyles. Oh, no, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Dark, Duck. That's what the other one was. Uh, Tailspin's still great. No doubt, Babaloo. Babaloo? Uh, Babaloo. What's what's his name? Babaloo, right? Baloo? Baloo. Oh, my. He's called Papa Bear. Oh, I'm getting my whole So there you go. It's uh, Papaloo. Papaloo. <laughs> Maybe it's time to Papaloo open a new beer. Hey! One, two, three. Hey, John, you're right. The beer's right here. It is right here. And it is delicious. Uh, as we said, this is the Oak Aged Imperial IPA Unearthly. Uh, again, same percent alcohol. Um, no reason for it to go up. It's not a, a alcohol barrel that they aged in, just an oak barrel. Um, and you get a really nice, pleasant taste. Paul, you like to say that there's a lot more grapefruit. There's a lot more grapefruit up front, like the first couple sips. And then as you drink it, I think my tongue just adjusted to it a yeah. little bit. Now it's definitely more mellow. Now I'm picking up those oak elements. It's not as sweet, notes. too. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not. It's really good, though. Mm-hmm. It is. I think I... It's tough to say if I would take the Oak aged over. The if regular. I wanted a nice sipping beer just to relax, oak aged. If I wanted something, oh man, I mowed the lawn. I'm kind of hot, yeah. and I kind of wanted to sit in my basement where it's nice and cool and relax. And I want something to drink. I'd go with. Did you watch beer. all the movements that he did? <laughs> I I saw them because <laughs> they were like. I mean, it looked like at first he was taking off his shirt, like, and then it looked like he, he might have been out. like barbecuing, and then he was definitely, like, beating up somebody. All manly things for what Paul does after he mows the yard. Yep. They're, and all the things that I actually do. They're both really good beers. Because somebody just stepped on my nicely mowed lawn, John. Oh. They deserved it. It's the same beer, but they're different Bad enough. your wife. It's not my wife that stepped on the lawn. It's some hobo. <laughs> Oh, I, li- well, I live in. They have a I live hobo problem around here. <laughs> there's, there's hobos everywhere. Oh, watch out! They're gonna steal your jewels. <laughs> they might have a shotgun. 
Start locking your doors. Most of the time, they're not wearing shirts now. Right, that's why I take off my shirt, so we're equal so combatants. You... Shirt only slows him down. <laughs> I don't want him to put it over my head like a hockey jersey. Oh, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? He doesn't have that kind of... Because all homeless people used to be hockey players. Well, that's, that's why they what have I've... so few teeth. <laughs> <laughs> this is a solid beer. Nicely they're both done. great. Done. Thank you. <laughs> they're both great. I prefer the Oak Age just a little bit more. It gives us something it, a little extra to the beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got kind of that nice, like, tanniny, mm-hmm. like, to it. just, like, lingers there, like... I get, you know, from the Oak, I get almost a little bit of vanilla, too, which kind of, which helps. Either one of these beers you cannot go wrong with. Mm-mm. They're both a knock-it-out-of-the-park, great summertime deep beer. Now, Chris... Without being heavy. If I were to go to this comic book store last Wednesday, meaning this Wednesday that just passed... I'm so confused by this. What book is a not-miss for me to buy? Well, let's get into that in the list. Well, John's back. We can get right into the list. We I don't... guess you could just start I, I doing didn't... a review of a book, your own books. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know I how long you were gone for. I left it dangling because I thought you were going to be a little while, and then you were right there at the door. Well, who wants to go first for the list? I, I tossed I, it to you so you could go. Oh, I'll go first. Well, you guys are waiting for me, so I'll go first. See, that's what John does. He steps all Thank over. You. I love to do that. <laughs> okay, go ahead, John. And by John, I mean Chris. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Book Wait, who's I'm, going first? I'm going. I'm just going for it. I'm diving right in. Uh, this I'm is picking a- Hawkeye. And- <laughs> <laughs> you know why? <laughs> because Kate Bishop is being featured in this one. Uh, Kate Bishop, of course, uh, masqueraded as... Man, a mask, uh, to break Hawkeye out of, yeah, that's right, I want Hawkeye from you Young Avengers, Hawkeye. uh, out of a casino run by supervillains in an earlier issue of, uh, Hawkeye. And, uh, I just really like how Matt Fraction is writing Kate Bishop. Hawkeye. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned She's Kate Bishop, cause cool. my, my pick's Young Avengers number eight, huh. where they start they, being the Young Avengers, including Kate Bishop, start mm-hmm. traipsing through the Marvel multiverse. Um, this is a really fun book written by Kieran Gillian, art by Wait a second. Jamie McKelvin. Going th- A team going through the Marvel multiverse? Yes. Damn it! If only I had that idea! It's okay. It's okay. Well, I look forward to reading... Um, look back to the previous issue. What, what did you call your X-Book? Universal X-Men. Universal X-Men. Do you prefer how Matt Fraction's writing, Kate, over yes. Jamie? Okay. Big time. Kieran Gillen. I was going to say Jamie McKelvey again. He's no. the artist. I, I would agree, too. Yeah, really? because I think she's just a more self-assured, strong, no-gruff character. Do you think it's because she actually has more of a presence She in the has book? more of a presence. I and think that's a big thing with I was trying to like encapsulate my argument I, against and, Young Avengers. And this, this was why I wanted to jump yeah, in. Go ahead. Because she's appearing in both those books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's not enough like screen time for any one of those characters in Young Avengers. It's all Kid Loki, it, and he's fun. He, he's stealing he's the show. And then everybody else kind of acts like the gruff, like straight man to the Kid Loki, except for Wiccan, who is just a sad sack. <laughs> like everybody's kind of beating up on. I like for me, I love Kid Loki, but in Young Avengers, the standout character for me is Novar. Mm-hmm. Marvel Boy, he yeah. just has so many, and he's, this is this he's is just a, swagger. It is, it's all swagger, and I 
I hate that, like, the new swag. Like, I think that's the stupidest thing ever. But for him, it's all swagger. It's all mm-hmm. bravado. Yeah. But it works. He's an alien like mm-hmm. who loves Earth music. Everyone in this book has their moments in each issue, and they're all deserving of just, like, a splash page. When you see it, you're like, this is great. This is fun. And then... The things that they're doing with panel layouts. Yeah, that's and what I... storytelling. That's what keeps me coming back. And that that's why I love the book. I'd be buying it no matter what because it's Young Avengers, but it's that kind of experimental, fun... Look back to there. Young Avengers meets Runaways Civil War editions. I bought them. <laughs> I know you I did. I bought them. I still have them. <laughs> oh. When I was going through my all my long boxes being like, eh, keep, get rid of. I just keep, did that. get rid of. I kept those because I love Young Avengers. I love Runaways. John, do you have a Runaways book? Because that would fit in perfectly with what we're talking about. I don't. I have my X Factor book. What? What? X Factor? Yeah. No, wow, it's not coming my out X Factor book. It's no, between, between the you know your how your X Factor book, you're always waiting for it. John, to get out of your X team, you picked Longshot and also Shatterstar. <clears throat> you had more X Factor <laughs> characters than Paul yeah. by two. <laughs> no. But uh I even had Siren. <laughs> like You even had Siren. You all picked X Factor characters yet I read an X Factor book. Um <laughs> But mine is uh Wolverine from the Marvel Now, number seven, uh Paul Cornell, Alan Davis on art. And this book, like, I want to like it, and I really loved issue one. And then it kind of like dwindles out, and then it like has a really good issue, and then it starts dwindling a little bit and then like i like i'm gonna drop this book and then i read the solicitations and i'm like no this book kind of seems fun like I, all right i'm gonna stay with it yeah and like i'm i've ordered up to like um issue seven or eight I, mm-hmm. issue seven okay. and then i'm looking through the solicitations and i read the solicitations for number nine and i'm like no i gotta order that <laughs> one i'll have to find eight somewhere else and then, like, oh, I'm gonna, uh, I'll keep going. But, like, it's... It's middling. It's, it is. And it has, like, these great, like, peaks. Like, in this issue, Storm and Beast are gonna show up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's gonna sound good. Issue 9 is Wolverine's on a road trip with Kitty Pride through... Oh, uh, that sounds fun. Through, fun. through Death Valley. I wanna read it. Yeah. See how they get you these Marvel but books? They're going through Death Valley, and... Wolverine's like dead villains keep popping up and he has to fight them. Like it just like alright, that seems kind of fun, like, alright. And I I do like Paul Cornell as a writer, and I do mm-hmm. kind of fifty fifty enjoy his work. And this book is that. It's that fifty mm-hmm. fifty for me. But it's something that I am in the beginning and I do sometimes I don't look forward to reading it and it goes to my bottom, but I do make sure that <laughs> In your <laughs> you don't enjoy reading it. You but did. You enjoy something else. You did say that, John. I did say I'm it. sorry. I have decided to follow this. You said it goes in your bottom. Bottom of my. Bottom. Oh, where's the clip? It goes in the bottom of my pile. <laughs> but I still make sure that I read it. <laughs> you. I said no. I know exactly what I said. You've officially just heard the most juvenile our podcast has ever been. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. And it was Paul that did it. 
It's you that said it. I just, I just, your just, <laughs> I just responded to it. Because it's hilarious. Also, we're recording on a Friday. I'm punchy on a Friday. Wow, it is Friday. I think this is the first Friday we've recorded in a while. A long time. Yeah. Probably since one of the episodes where we went to Syracuse, I think. I think also we did the last batch of uh, videos, the begging board bites we might have done on a Friday. Yeah. I think that's correct. And Paul was super punchy on that day, too. <laughs> Which we're due for more. Because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm t- my whole body, my whole system knows it's Friday. So it's like, nope, you're done. Just be done. Well, does your body know it's time for dramatic reading? No. I was not aware. This is Bad News Bears all over again. From Runaways, number 27, page 8, panel 4. Tying in with the runaways. Yeah, I just grabbed that from the stack. Force fields on the people. Ah, sorry. Force fields on the people up there. Chase, get Molly to make some extra exits and help with debris. Thick. If there's any metal collapsing, secure it. And that was a dramatic reading from Runaways, number 27, page 8, panel 4. I tried to read it as girly as possible. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know that's a Well, joke. no, it was, um... It was, uh... It was Nico saying yeah. everything. <laughs> what word pile did you get this from? It, it was the center one there. Uh, what John was pointing at, though, is on the back of it, there was a milk ad featuring the Fantastic Four from Fox's classic film. It totally film. looked like Paul did Fantastic that on purpose. Fantastic Four. What? what? Drop that. He like pulled his phone so it like would throw that paper I, on the floor. I didn't, didn't see that. It, it's my free uh, book of the week, pick of the week book from Starbucks. Superman in Action Comics number one. Nice. They used to do um, like music downloads, and I never did any they, of them. They still do. They also do picks, like either apps or books or whatever. Uh, yeah, Paul, want. you should you should totally read Action Comics number one. <laughs> I did, and I loved it. What really? what is this good until? I don't know. People could totally redeem this. Oh, it expires September 3rd, people. Ooh. Email us and let us know Ooh. if you want that code. Put that up on the uh, digital books. The digital site. We're still recording. We're still recording? We are well, let's, recording. Uh, let's review um, the next beer. And uh, does anyone else? We're wanna... sleepy. It's Friday. Uh, yeah, I'll go into it. Um, this is our first beer ever from... The brewery from California. They're from California. They're from California. Um, and this beer contains alcohol. <laughs> it, it says it right on the label. This is the smoking wood. This is a smoked imperial rye porter aged in rye whiskey barrels. It is the most prevalent thing on that label. It contains alcohol, though. It, it's like... it's It says, okay, just like... Looking at this quick from my yeah. like visual communications class, you see smoking wood. The brewery contains alcohol. Yeah, like exactly. That's, that's how everything is written out. Yeah. And then after that, smoked imperial rye porter aged in rye whiskey barrels. And man, is this thing tastes like smoked wood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get you really get that smoke really right up off the front. Mm-hmm. But as it mellows on your tongue, you do get some really nice flavors on but it. But dive in with your tongue into your cheeks there. After you, after your, your, your palate is dry, you just get that, like, man, was I just sucking on some, like, charcoaled wood? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
It just lingers in there. It tastes like that s'more that you accidentally drop into the fire. Yeah, that is no. probably best, but not with that marshmallow sweetness. Just that. It's crisp, all ash. It's all crisp ash. ash. Yeah, you get. I mean, you really do get that kind of rye whiskey. Like once you take that sip and you let that smoke disappear, you do get those nice flavors on your tongue. You. It does. It's all back end. It's mm-hmm. post swallow that you get kind yeah. of that rye. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, or barrel-aged. And it's it's a nice, um, it is kind of nice. It's like the, um, the the chocolate banana peanut butter beer that we had. Oh, like, the, uh, you kind the, of, you yeah, took those sips rogue. and, and mm-hmm. as it kind of went across your tongue, you got those flavors. This, after you swallow, you get those flavors yeah. as the smoke kind of disappears. That rogue, I never got any peanut butter off of them. I did. It, it was I got there, more banana. It was more that mouthfeel yeah. of like that kind of nuttiness. It was good though. I, I really liked it. And I, I like this. I mean, for a beer that in bold, like the thing you see the first is smoking wood. You get that smoked wood taste to it. Yeah. I, I, we have another one. It's another version of this. Uh, it's, it's the bourbon aged. The bourbon barrel aged. I typed it all in. I don't remember. Um. I hope for more of just flavor mm-hmm. than smoke. I think you get a lot. You do get a lot more flavor out of like the bourbon barrels than you do out of like the rye. You get that like this beer taking that smoke and then getting that kind of vanilla finish. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get that from the bourbon. I hope so. My mouth just tastes like a campfire, though. Like after you swallow and you just kind of let it sit there. It's how your clothes smell the day after a fire. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. that's what's in my face. I haven't had a fire this year, so I'm enjoying it. It's Friday, everybody, and you know what that means. We got to look back at what happened all last week at San Diego Comic Con. That's what's international. San Diego Comic Con is the largest pop culture event every year. Like this is what people hold on to news announcements releases for. Because this is where the public eye is going to be. Mm-hmm. And this I is where Comic studios... Con. Comic books, I think, kind of like hold back their news from this because it's so much of the movie TV now. Yeah. Like, this is what gets announced. Yeah. I'm sorry, John. I... No, that's, that's exactly what I that's, was saying. John and I talked about this during... Yeah, I can't TV remember when it was because we were like, yeah, there's really like no... It was like Sunday, no I think. News. And Saturday, Sunday? I think... This was kind of the Comic-Con that it was one of those, like, uh, no, you had to be there kind of things. Like, this is that joke, because there was stuff that happened, yeah. but it was kind of that, well, you're not going to see it unless you were there. Mm-hmm. A lot like the Ant-Man footage from last year, because they showed off so much footage for movies, but it's not going to be put online. Yeah. Ever. Well... Aren't you kind of glad, though, because if you do go and deal with those crowds and also sit outside and wait for a seat, because basically you you basically waste a whole day to go see like one panel at Comic-Con, from what I understand, like it's not like running joke is when we've gone and we've been we get to go to multiple ones, you know, you get to go to the Marvel and then the DC one right after it. Like, the running joke is that people are running a panel for one thing, 
but th- they know that they have more popular panels right next, so they figure that the audience is filled with the people just waiting and not going to leave their seats because they're just going to wait for the next panel that they're actually here for. Like, I, I think they've gotten better about that because there was a lot of negative press about it. And someone got stabbed with a pen. Two years ago. In the eye for not giving up their seats. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, like the comic books panels, I feel, and the comic book news is just celebrating comic books. Like you had Neil Gaiman and everybody getting together to talk about Jack Kirby. And he had DC's panel about, hey, 75 years of Superman. And everybody, like, even, like, uh, Harry Cavall coming out and, like, saying what, what it meant to like him play Superman. He he's a World of Warcraft subscriber. Really? He almost didn't get the job for Man of Steel because he was playing WoW. And he didn't take the phone call. At least hey. It, and losing he just, a, almost losing a job isn't as bad as almost bankrupting all of Massachusetts. Oh, uh, thirty eight studios. Oh uh, thirty See I, I just, I just yeah, tried to you. I tied it back. I'm, but I'm yeah. Look, there is that Look at you got uh, the picture of uh, uh, Henry Cavell there getting his picture taken with uh, Action Comics number one, like uh-huh. sealed up, nice in the plastic. But the that original issue, like, mm-hmm. like hey, hey, that's that's fucking me. And complete sidebar, I'm always happy when someone who's like related to or attached to nerd related stuff. You find out is a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like I love that Kirk Schilling, Mister Bloody Sock, yeah, <laughs> like pitching and winning the World Series was like an avid like World of Warcraft. He's like, player. I, I love role playing games. I want to make one. Yeah. And he he sank cash and he had gold coins that he put up as collateral for it. And also millions, and millions of dollars of taxpayer yeah. money. Yeah, sorry, Rhode Island. <laughs> oh, Rhode Island, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was. I got where you're going. And uh, what was it? Uh, it was uh, two years ago when um, Andrew Garfield showed up dressed up in a kind of a crappy Spider-Man costume. But you didn't know it was him. You didn't it was know just... it was him, and he read a letter to saying what Spider-Man meant to him, and then he took his mask off and talked about how it meant to play him. <clears throat> like there are those moments. Matt Smith going around this year in, as, uh, Bart Simpson. As, as Bart Simpson. Yeah, and then uh, hanging out with. Uh, the new girl, new companion that I haven't seen, Claire, uh, and actually going up to people cosplaying as Doctor Who and Claire, saying, "Hey, great costume!" And then people being like, "Oh, thanks!" <laughs> and then him taking off the mask and being like, "Oh, we go!" Uh, there, there was a like that's hit- that's what Comic Con means to yeah. me now. It's yeah, it's, it is kind of fun. Because yeah, I watched that video of him doing that, and then he kept telling people like the people that were videotaping like, "No, back off, back off." I want to go talk to like, <laughs> people. See you pointing a camera at me; they think they know what I'm doing. Like I want to go just be. He just wants yeah. to be a dude. Like, yeah, he just wants to go around and talk to people. Like, hey, you like Doctor Who? Like, awesome. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, I'm not being like liking Doctor Who is cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same thing with bow ties. I do have to say, like yeah, that the... joke didn't need to be explained. No, it, it didn't. It's good. It stands on its own, Paul. I like to put bow ties in my bottom. <laughs> oh, uh, too I, soon for a here, callback. Here's the thing: okay. the the thing that I was really, the thing that I was really looking or expecting to come out of San Diego Comic Con was 
the voice actor for Rocket Raccoon, mm-hmm. which we still haven't gotten. And a lot of people are like, you know, this is one of the main kind of characters for Guardians of the Galaxy. Tim Daly. Really? Because David Tennant's been, been pushed around a lot for that. No, no, I'm really? just... Because he's just, Superman? Because <laughs> he's Superman. <laughs> it would just blow everybody's mind. Great voice actor. Was also there at the 75 Years of Superman panel. No, but... He, um, so he was present. Yeah. Like, I really expected, you know, we got that the official news that Thanos was going to be the bad guy, but they kind of let that slip a while ago yeah, that it was probably going to be him. So I was really expecting to get the news of... Like, our voice actor for Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, but they announced, uh, not Karen Gillian, but... Karen Gillian. <laughs> Karen Gillian. She is, uh, what is the character? She's a villain. And she's a villain. She's like uh, Thanos' niece or something. Yeah. They, Which, that was already... They named her. They, yeah. they, you know, she was already added to the casting and list. And she was wearing a wig. Yeah. yeah she had a... She, she, she shaved her, her head. And then she threw the wig into the crowd. And I was like, no, I need that back now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awkward. Because I was just there Cause, sniffing no, cause, it. No, because that's, that's her. It. How many people masturbated into this <laughs> while passing it back up? Because <laughs> that's that was her wig, and then she's like, oh, no. I, can I have it back? Thanks. <laughs> well, so, yeah, let's like, kind of start off with that panel. Um, we got to see everyone from the Guardians of the Galaxy together. Apparently they showed off a cl- uh, clip which showed, oh, Chris Pratt. Pratt, thank you, from Parks and Rec, yeah, Parks plays and Andy, uh-huh. as Star-Lord. And apparently, like, people really responded to it, like... Dude, he's gonna make a kick-ass Star-Lord. From what like, I read from Guardians of the Galaxy. From what I've, from what I've read about that first issue of Guardians of the Galaxy, what I know of him and what people said... It, it sounds like he's going to just be having so much fun in that role. It's, it's going to be awesome because this is a comic book movie that I'm going to convince Kate, my wife, to go see. Just by saying, no, it's got Andy from Parks and Rec and also the pond. That's all you need to know. Yeah. She'll be like, the pond's in it? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Amy Pond's in it. She's going to go in thinking it's Rory, though, just so you know. <laughs> Dude. I have a man crush on Rory. So Rory's I great. Rory's great. I bought if, a. If I came home and opened the door and Kate was cheating on me with Rory, I couldn't. You I would be like, it. Whatever. I, I understand. Would, would you just be like, "Can I have your wife?" <laughs> I bought. I bought a quilted vest because I was like, "This is like something Rory would wear." <laughs> <laughs> like that. That was my thinking behind it because I was That's like, "Why you do yeah, your hair the way you do?" I wear a lot of plaid button-ups. I could wear a quilted vest over this. I could look like Rory. <laughs> this is all true. You guys will see this vest sometime soon. I'll wear it for the podcast. Uh, we can just take a picture of you and put it up on the Nope, I'm already, I have already committed to it. It's like one of the only... Really Listeners nerd- demanded it. <laughs> now, when but I said it... it's not a visual podcast. They're not going to see it. Like the Time machine. badass moments of Doctor Who are one of the only really, really nerdy comment, uh, conversations I've ever had with my wife. Like, we're driving home from work. I pick her up from work, and we're driving home. We're just talking about all those, like, really badass moments. Like, you know, uh, Doc, like, uh, Rory going to the Cylons and saying, where is my wife? And Not, you know. The Cylons? Not the Cylons. The, uh. Cybermen. Cybermen. 
It's a Friday. Oh my god, if you went to the Cylons, that would be awesome. Oh, it would totally burn my toast. Much like this <clears throat> beer here. It's so smoky. It is very smoky. You know, and like even the first episode with Pons and the uh, patient zero, him talking to them. Like, it's the most nerd out that me and my wife ever got with each other. And it's kind of awesome. I did always look that like when the doctor would look over at Rory and Rory would just like give him that nod and then he'd like give her a hug or something. Yeah. yeah. Like he always respected Rory. I, well, um, no, no. When he comes back as the last yeah, yeah. and he's like, nope. And he draws the X like in the air. All smooching will be done. All snogging will be done by Mrs. Mr. Pond. <laughs> we got to earn the doctor's respect. Yeah, and he does. Rory did. Rory does. I'm sorry. I, I'm caught up in, like, outside life stuff. One of my friends put up something on Facebook about how they constantly ruin everything in their life. And I was like, oh, man, is everything all right? So I, I sent her a text and, like, are you okay? Like, what happened? And she just dropped a can of pop and her feet are still wet from it. <laughs> oh, how does that feel, Chris? How does that feel to worry about a friend? Because something they posted on Facebook. All right, so Comic-Con, guys. <laughs> do, do you want to keep kind of talking about movies? Well, the thing is, we're kind of nerding out about how nerdtacular it is just to experience all this stuff and, like, enjoy. That's what Comic-Con has, it has become for me. It's that experience. It's not about the announcements anymore. It's about, hey, maybe I'll be able to run into... Like Matt Smith just dressed up as Bart because I'm dressed up as, you know, a Doctor Who character. Like, that would be awesome. But um, we're here to talk about the news. Kind of like in the talk of cosplay, there was someone that was dressed up as the master. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. They they were just wearing like pants and a black hoodie the with the hood up. Is a character from Doctor Who. Yes. Okay. If, if you're listening to us well, and you're a nerd, you may be familiar with the Master, who's kind of like a recurring villain in Doctor Who. No, I, I have to say, it took quite a few years for you guys to start watching Doctor Who after years of me saying, dude, Doctor Who is great. So, I, I, always, I, I respect the, the listeners that haven't seen it yet. I've always wanted to get into it, and then I finally did. That's how I am about a lot of things. It's like, I'll get to this eventually. You... Uh, and then get, you guys got farther in Doctor Who than I was. Get, oh, was you, you get in, you I'm, get in hard. I'm the farthest. Well, you... You, can you have access. Blow yourself with a time machine. <laughs> Put it in my bottom. Um, but there was someone who was dressed up as the master uh-huh. that was following around people that were dressed as various doctors. Uh-huh. So whenever someone took a picture of them, like posing, the master, me? the master was in the background, just kind of standing there. <laughs> That's pretty. That's awesome. kind of fun. Which I think is hilarious because you know nobody when I was like, ah, great master cosplay. Let me take a picture. They were just there to be like, no, I'm going to stand in the I'm background crawling. of this guy. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. <laughs> fun things from Fun comics. things. But yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like uh, any other kind of that well, movie news? Movie news, I well, think kind yeah, of. Yeah, there's a lot of movie news. Yeah, it, it was, it's all movie news at this point. Because <laughs> comic books are a back burner on so, Comic-Con. Superman's great. We, we love, love Superman. Superman. He's, he's basically the vanilla. Of the comic book world, you know, he's the baseline character of all, a lot of the superhero comic books are based off of him. But what is even great? Can, can I propose this? What, what, 
what would make uh, Warner Brothers more money than uh, Disney with Avengers? Well, I would say what's better than Superman would be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what is better than Bat- than Superman, the vanilla? Oh, bring in some chocolate with your Batman. And what? You got an ice cream sandwich named Superman Batman, unnamed movie, coming in 2015. But they did have the... Batman, Superman kind of symbol what they're going to go with. They've had that in their back yeah. pocket for yeah. years, yeah, though. Yeah. Since it's just a Batman symbol with a Superman symbol. Since, since the Superman Batman book by Jeff Loeb and Ed yeah. McGinnis came out. And that's unofficial, too. It's not really yeah. the final product, either. So, other than the announcement, nothing is official from this Batman-Superman movie other than Her- Henry Cavall is going to come back as Superman. Batman, we don't know. We, we don't know. But- David, David Groyer. Dave Goyer. You always put an R in there. Because Goya is good? <laughs> There's no R's in that sense. <laughs> but yeah, David Goyer's uh, writing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, John. I'm sorry. No, I do. I always I, Thank you for correcting me, because I, I, I always put an R in it. The one thing, uh, I want to go back to that Superman panel real quick, because I keep on bringing it up. You do. Uh, Goyer, uh, he said that, hey, a lot of the all there was a lot of influences for Man of Steel in uh, from All Star Superman, and like the one scene of Lois Lane going and zapping everybody, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so All Star Superman right now. Yeah, I was glad to get that affirm uh, affirmation. I'm yeah, like, hey, that thing hey, they actually mentioned that that is yeah, see me Adam, so bonus. <laughs> and that is one of my absolute favorite Superman stories. Like, to me, it captured what I felt of Superman, all-star Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna get a same director, same writer, um, they're still up in the air a little bit of, um, Christopher Nolan is still gonna kind of produce this with Mm -hmm. Legendary and everything. So, Uh, they didn't announce it with a line from uh, Dark, Knight, Dark Returns. Knight Returns, which I think could be really badass if not that they draw from the Batman, like with the Dark Knight, Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns stuff. Like just that fight scene, though. Yeah, like if, if they kind of go to that, mm-hmm. it, it where could Superman be really cool. is coming in to take out. <clears throat> what did I say? If it's on the podcast, we were recording at that time uh, after uh, Dark Knight. Was like, wow, they just opened it up where this could be the next Bat- Batman movie could be Superman Batman, where Superman's brought in to take down Batman because he's now the villain. He's now a criminal. But, yeah. you know, I, I would, I don't want to see that anymore yeah. so much as now that we've seen the whole havoc that Superman has raised to Metropolis, that Batman is then the def- Fender of the human race. Now, new casting is Batman, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Batman, or Christian Bale. Hey, well, this Christian is Bale's gonna... already said. said oh, yeah. yeah, he's he's not. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just putting that out new there. New casting. <clears throat> I w- I for Joseph. Jason Gordon-Levitt is Joseph. Joseph. Joseph Gordon. It's Friday. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say to my boss when I first come into work too. On Mondays? Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, on Friday, Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> there was Thirsty Thursday yesterday. I was wrong. I'm sorry. 
Uh, I'll be in the bathroom if you need me. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, it, it so ties in. I want, I want the Warner Brothers DC movies to now be in that next phase. I want them away to from be the away from the Dark Knight. Dark Knight, Dark Knight was awesome. Dark Knight mm. trilogy works as a trilogy. Let it be as its own thing. Yep. New casting. New casting. New casting. Give me, give go into the Superman, Batman, and then give me Justice League. I need someone with like a gravitas that I don't think Joseph Gordon-Levitt has. Mm-hmm. Like I can buy him as Robin. a Robin or a Nightwing. There's just not that presence there for a Batman yet. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe in ten years when he's aged a little bit, and I don't mean like matured, like he's got a few more movies under his belt. I mean, I think he needs to be older mm-hmm. to kind of carry that. He's our age. You know, and how old was Bale when he played Bruce Wayne? Maybe for a young year one style Mm -hmm, Batman, but I've already gotten that with Bale. Um, I got that like eight years ago with the Bale. Maybe in eight years, I'll see. Someone, someone from Marvel is still on the air. Someone from uh, Marvel on the air air forever though. Michael uh, Rosenblum said that hey, if they want Alex Luthor, he wants to be considered. I saw that, and I was like, yes, okay. Yeah, for Lex Luthor, yeah. Uh, someone from Marvel let slip that they were talking and wants Joseph Gordon Levitt to play Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see I that. I could see that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, you do, you need somebody with gravitas. Somebody was saying that they want George Clooney to come back to play, uh, Batman. No. Cause he no. didn't get a fair shake. He, he did. He hammed it up. Yeah. And, and that's what that, and that's what they called for, though. It, it was like no, I that's where I was kind of kind of going to. The Joel Schumacher movies were very much derivative off of what the '60s Batman was, with more black lights and more nipples. black lights, nipples. It was all very campy. Uh-huh. That's what they were given, and when I say they, I mean the actors. Holy like, plot holes, Batman! That's what that movie was, and when you go into it thinking that way, mm-hmm. they're not like abominations <laughs> they're not wrong it's, it's like the, not good <laughs> it's like producer scott always thought about the street fighter movie yeah if you go in and they're thinking it's a comedy <laughs> exactly it works it works um anything else with the superman batman nothing with the superman batman but i think that really the big news besides the superman batman or batman superman whatever you want to call it because they don't know what they're calling it yet was avengers 2 finally got its title age of ultron nothing to do with the comic nothing, nothing to do with the comic. the comic but it is a good title <laughs> and nothing to do with hank pine nothing to do uh did you guys see the one picture but, somebody put out uh just recently it's that iron man picture um it's like an iron man suit kind of a shadowy um uh, it's Tony the, Stark. It's with, the Iron Man mask with the well. It's half Iron Man mask, half his face, but with a glowing eye that makes it seem like he might be the person who creates Ultron. Yeah, which I, I think that's like a fan. I think thing. it's fan made, but mm-hmm. it's the only thing that well, makes. So, if you're not going to have Hank yeah. Pym, you've already seen the sentient kind of Jarvis, Jarvis, but also the robots that are fighting and doing what they need to do. The next step is that yeah. becoming self-aware, becoming mm-hmm. Ultron. Well, yeah. Joss Whedon confirmed that Hank Pym will not be part of Avengers 2. But don't worry. But He'll be in. Edgar Ant-Man. Wright has said, nope. 
Ant-Man, he's there. Yeah. Um, but apparently in, they showed like a little bit of a teaser clip mm-hmm. for Avengers 2 Age of Ultron or Avengers Age of Ultron or yeah. whatever they're going to wind up calling it. Avengers that, Age of Ultron. That That's had it. the Ultron like face and it looked like a distorted Iron Man mask that had been beaten into that shape. Oh no. You mean the one that was hanging out with the kid? That we, Iron we, Man armor? We do, we don't oh, know. Paul. That would be oh, so is that sad. kid Ultron? <laughs> oh no. It ate um, him. <laughs> Ultron ate the kid. I think oh. Ultron is a good step to make in the Avengers kind of lore. It's not too crazy out there. We've already accepted artificial intelligence as a thing with Jarvis. So, yeah, it, yeah. it makes sense. It, 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 it pieces together with everything that they've already put out in that Marvel Universe. But the big thing, I think, from the oh, Marvel Jarvis pictures... Jarvis is the creator of Ultron. He could be. What? He could be. The big thing from the Marvel panel... Jarvis. Jarvis could just become Ultron. Yeah. I like Paul Bettany. Yeah, he'd be, he'd, that'd be a good voice. Him pissed off instead of that low-key voice. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the big thing from the Avengers or Marvel Studios panel was Tom Hiddleston appearing as Loki (laughs) talking to the crowd. Mm -hmm. And, and this is what I was talking about, like, that you had to be there because It's just a guy playing a character, amping up the crowd, but he does it so well, and the crowd responds just in turn, like, I wish I had been there to see this. The people love, uh, Tom Hiddleston, and like, as Loki. As Loki, and like, I mean. It's kinda weird. Cause if I got if nothing if from people, that guy. If you're on, if you're on Tumblr, like, people go crazy yeah, people are for him. Bad shit crazy I for just that saw guy. a, um, it's the, uh, the meme of uh, Fry from Futurama, and it's the one where he's looking really inquisitive, mm-hmm. and it says, I don't know if Tom Hiddleston is playing Loki or if Loki is playing him. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of good, because that guy... It's called like, the internet meme. Look it up. It's he- it's like how uh, Robert Downey Jr. is uh-huh. Tony right, Stark. Yeah. He kind of has become Loki. Milk it. He should get as much as he can, because you will be forgotten. I always appreciate when fans are aware of what's happening, and I don't want to say they're milking it, Uh but they're just (coughs) enjoying it. I guess it's (laughs) terrible to say it that way. Like, no, but he's actors are milking it; the fans are enjoying it. He's not doing it to say like, no, this this is what you want, but he's saying like. No, this is fun. Like, I get it. Like, I want to be a part of what I've created. Yeah. No, he's, and he's I, really, I, he's really gracious with the fans. He's done so much stuff, like, just like clips of him being like, low-keyed. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and like, like, I've also seen him like getting pictures with fans and someone wearing a DC and being like, I won't get my picture taken with you here. And he takes off like his sweatshirt and has her put it on. And then he's like, hey, you can keep it. And then like, just walks away. Like, He's like that. He That's loves the fans as much as the fans love him. Man, I really wish Alan Cummings and Tom. What was his last name? Some girl. Hiddleston? Hiddleston? Uh. I don't know. Did I put an R in that? You didn't. Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Uh. Would meet up. 
be and have a Loki battle. That's right, because Alan Cummings played Loki in Ma- in Mask Two. Nobody I saw know, Mask Two. I did not two. see that movie. I forgot it even existed until also you brought it up. Movie, what, he also it played uh, in Flintstones Two. Hello, Dum Dum. What was the Martian's uh, the name? Kazoo. I didn't see Flintstones too. I loved the first one. I just saw it in a clip once. Cause oh I was my passing God. Wait, Tom Hiddleston? Played? No, Alan Cummings. Oh, Alan Cummings played the great kazoo. And ta- talking about <laughs> Alan Cummings and Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Actual <laughs> comic book news. Actual comic book Wait, news. Wait, no, can we talk about movies a little bit more? Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't want to do it. It just tied in so well. It, it did, and we'll get back to we it. We were totally bamfing I, over that's there. Like I, can the comic book news. I can tie it back in. Okay. I'll find a way. Um, okay. We got a lot of stuff about X-Men First Class, yeah. which after... X-Men First Class 2, or wait... Days of Future... Days, Days, Days of, of Future, Future Past. Past. Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of more looking forward to it than I was before. Like, we had all the casting well, one, news. We heard everything. Brian Singer, I was looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah, I was looking forward to it, but now i actually gotten to see Bishop. And Bishop looks just like Bishop. You and he doesn't have like the bandana around his neck, but he's got like in his on his suit is like a it's red a handkerchief. Sorry, handkerchief around his neck, but he has like a red like kind of stripe yeah. going across. That he, he's got like the M tattoo. Yeah, but it's not like a tattoo. It's a more like brand style. And he's kind of yeah, got the like the he's got like dreads going on for his longer hair. I I saw. Like the article about it was like, eh, first glimpses of these characters in X-Men First Class. And I was like, okay, I've seen Sean Ashmore. I've mm-hmm. seen the dude that plays Colossus. Like, I'm scrolling through like, yeah, they're reprising the roles. And I was like, fucking Bishop's there! Like, he, I don't remember the guy's name. Like, and I feel terrible for not doing this research, but the guy that's playing Bishop. No, he's Bishop now. Looks like Bishop in the X-Men movie playing Bishop. Like, it's it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and if you see him, like, outside of that, you know, he's got, like, a shaved head. Like, I haven't seen him outside of that. You don't, you no. don't, like... Uh, Doesn't nope. exist he's, outside he's Bishop. of it. He's, he's Bishop. Bishop. You don't really see it until you see that image. Um, but I really like the shots of um, Patrick Stewart and... Uh, oh, the movie posters that they put well, out? No, it's like with just it's them the and the... With the Patrick Stewart and then the crossover with the... Uh, James McAvoy? No, McAvoy. it's actually yeah. just a straight-up picture of him, like, oh. in, like, this black, his black outfit for it. It looks like he's got a cool, like, It's like a costume shot coat. for yeah. whoever, like, oh. is in the wardrobe department. Yeah, and it's, there's Patrick Stewart, there's, um, um, James what's McAvoy? his name playing, no, uh, playing, uh, Magneto, I can't Sir Ian McKellen? Sir Ian McKellen. Um, and, um, and, like, the bishop. And someone else, I forget who else I saw. Did Ian McKellen win uh, Zona Ruthaz or no? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know if it matters anymore. There's been a lot of people honored. Yeah. Uh, and um, but also you get a lot to see of going around. Wolverine, Wolverine in a blue and yellow suit. Yeah. Which looks like the Deza or the X Men First Class suit. So that must mean that he gets mind-wiped after this, right? Who knows what's going on with the Fox movies? Yeah, they, it's... Let's not try to keep continuity. Let's just we, have fun. We've tried, but I'm... After San Diego Comic-Con, I'm really looking forward to Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I'm not calling it a 
X Men First Class Days of Future Past. I'm just but, calling it. Yeah. X-Men it's, it's actually. Days, I think it's just called X Men Days, Days of Future, Future Past. They have everyone from all the other movies coming back to reprise those roles. With Brian Singer, kind of like you were saying, once you see him attached, you're like, okay, that take that yeah. carries some weight. And him tying everything back together, I feel like there's going to be a lot more respect put into it. Um, and I think one of the only people not coming back is uh, James Marson, who played uh, Cyclops. Oh, but Havoc's back in it, too. Like, because what else is he well, you can't do? have a younger brother older than him. Well, also, he's either going to star in uh, the not Lizzie McGuire movie, Hannah Montana movie, <clears> or he's going to be in another uh, Taylor Swift movie, uh, music video. So, honestly, the Patriots are coming one way, and that's from Fox Studios doing X-Men movies. I've been drinking, so I... No, we've, we've, we've all been, we've drinking. been drinking. Okay, so I no longer remember where we left off. But we cracked open it, the new we, beer. No, we were talking about Days of Future Past. So we let's. Uh, Do you let's, believe me, though, Chris? Because I'm the oh, one that told you that. Oh, you're right. Let's, I shouldn't. Let's insert this beer into our Days of Future Past talk. Days of Future now that will be past in the future. And uh, now. Chris, go, go is, into this one too. I did the last. This one. is I did a two in a row. Wood. This is another smoking wood that contains alcohol. It is. It's the same. The Why don't I just leave it to John? But it's been. It's brewed. This, it's the same. It's I'll the leave it to same, Paul. It's the same imperial smoked rye porter, but this time aged in bourbon versus the rye. And, and it's so you, much better. I know bourbon makes everything bourbon better. Bourbon makes everything better. <laughs> it makes my work better. It makes me better. It makes my love life better. When I was in Tor- when I was in Toronto, I found this bar that had a baked Alaska is better with bourbon. Belgian sour. I aged, believe that. Belgian sour aged in bourbon. Uh-huh. It was absolutely delicious. Well, I would like to try that. Bread pudding. But right now, bourbon. we're at the brewery from the, the brewery. brewery and Smoking Wood. This podcast has been a bourbon fan since March. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is this. It cuts the smoke. Yeah, you're not just getting full yeah. smoke in your mouth. It's great sweetness. And it's it great could vanilla be, and caramel. It oh. could be that we're now, after drinking a bottle of the previous smoke, that the smoke's it's gotten it's so lightened. We up. saturated ourselves with the smoke. I don't right? know. But this isn't just that puff of smoke right on the front of your tongue. Like you get that kind of smoky taste, but then you get all those great bourbon flavors. Mm-hmm. This is what I wanted the rye one to be. Yeah. It's not overly smoky. You get a good barrel from it. I really wanted more rye off the last one. I just got smoke. Yeah. This is kind of like you get those flavors up front, and then you kind of taste the smoke at the end. Mm-hmm. And vanilla and caramel. Oh, all of it mixing it's together. so good. And a cacophony of flavors. There's a word for cacophony of flavors, right? A pedidu? Uh No, I think it's called the brewery smoking wood um, aged in bourbon. There like is. A mixture I'm of th- flavors all together at I'm the same time. I'm trying to think back to the movie Ratatouille. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Let's just, that makes sense. Don't it, laugh you know, at me, John. It's, <laughs> hey, pop culture is what we grow up on. Pop culture is what we grow up on. That's what there was. On. There's that moment. We're Four really Remy strong the, beers. Remy the Rat. Fuck like, you, John. I'm talking now. Remy the Rat's 
eating the cheese, and then he takes a bite of the strawberry, and you have, like, the visual representations of what he's tasting. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say... <laughs> no, we did. We're an explicit podcast. It's okay. I just re- There's re- a word remember. for it, and Paul's right. I it's just don't know what it is. Right? It's a French word. Pot-a-dus. I don't know. I feel like you're making that up, too. It does sound like you made it up. No. Why did we all get drunk all of a sudden? <laughs> I guess we took another ten minute break in between when we record. We hit pause. We I hope had- the listeners re- know this uh, because I used to put bumps in. I got lazy. We have no bumps. It's the same bumps. bump for yeah, like yeah, three I years. I really don't think we need to use that uh, bump from uh, the music group Kirby anymore. Crackle. Kirby Crackle. I, also, I, we when we talk to them this year, I want another yeah. like a new one. All we need to say when we interview people, just be like, "This is soon." So we have when we haven't done that in like the past two guys. years. Yeah. But yes, so we are, we, bump for bias, are we done Brian with movies? We done with movies. We need uh, to move on. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to put out there that um, from what it sounds like from people reviewing the clip that they got from uh, Thor. Dark Territory? What's the dark something? Yeah. The Dark World. Dark World. Uh, it sounds like Thor loses his hand in the movie? Aw, oh, man. But now he's got to get a hand job? He's gotta, no, he's going to get a hook. He's going to oh. get a hook. But, okay, he can lift the hammer with his other hand? Yeah. I don't know. You know, and that's that just... was left-handed. I'm pretty sure a god is ambidextrous, right? Mm, but he's also a little more human then? I don't know. How does, how does a god well, lose his what? hand? I don't think it matters. I don't know. It, <laughs> it doesn't. It's, it's all movie and magic. That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything until we see yeah, the see movie. The exactly. They explain how awesome. Uh, He's like Samson with his hair, except for his hand. I, I think he everybody is Samson down. when they lose their hand because you don't have a fucking hand. <laughs> Oh, hey, let me lift that up. No, I can't use my hook. I gotta use my hand. Because I'm short of hand. Everyone is Samson. Until they lose their hand. Um, Well, the thing about this movie, it seems to be more... um, Natalie Portman's character, Dr. Jane Lynch... (laughs) <laughs> no, that's I know that's not who it is because Doctor Natalie Portman. That that's the woman from yeah. Glee. Yeah, uh, and also the voice of the character from uh, Wreck It Ralph. Ralph. I Jane and Lynch. I don't remember any of her Peter character. Spetty, and also, guest star of. I don't Girls. remember her character's names, but she's Jane Lynch. Yeah, but Doctor Jane Lynch being taken to Asgard. It's that kind of fish-out-of-water story, almost. It's that Pocahontas story of her going to England. I just hope we get to see her paint with all the colors of the wind. Because I hope it's better than Pocahontas 2. You watched it? I've never seen that. I hope it's better than Pocahontas 1. Pocahontas 1's okay. When you you look at historical inaccuracies aside, (laughs) it's okay. Jane Foster, you were really close. Jane Foster. Okay, so yeah. But Pocahontas... Thanks for looking that up. Just watch that movie again. And just watch her Paul's stripper doing crawl. His job. Oh, the stripper crawl. <laughs> it's a stripper and crawl. It's a stripper crawl to Mel Gibson. Yeah. Which makes it weirder. So, are we done with movies now? Uh, I <laughs> just want it's not, it's not something that you guys are looking forward to, but uh, TV-wise, we got the Comic-Con trailer for um, Walking Dead. 
And as someone who's been watching the last three seasons of Walking Dead, it just looks awesome. It's super intense. What? It 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 just Is it no longer gonna bore you for the first twelve episodes? <laughs> no, that after you've read Walking Dead for like eight years, watching the show it's like Yeah, there's zombies, there's people, things happen. <laughs> Uh, I do, I do enjoy this series. I watch it when it's airing every week. Uh, I do love it. And, um, this trailer that they put out, super intense. Uh, other one they put out. How many was... girls get pregnant? Should no be, one. There should be only the one. Oh, yeah. Two. Hopefully this season we get a dead baby. <laughs> uh, dead baby. Hopefully. Making it um, I hope this is the only time in human history that anybody wishes for a dead baby. <laughs> it's gotta come. It has to, it has to happen. Uh, uh, other thing is to, um, trailer for season two of Vikings from Discovery Channel. Uh, really awesome first season. I'm pumped. I can't wait for the second season. And speaking of second seasons of stuff, Legend of Korra over at Nickelodeon. Book two spirits? You book mean? two spirits. It looks so cool. Like, we got a teaser what? trailer. They showed us teaser trailers and I missed it! Paul, they're all Didn't online. Did he, like, send you a thing on I Facebook? I put it up online and be like, Paul will love this because Aubrey Plaza is one of I the know. waterbenders I, in it. I know, I heard. Did uh, you watch it? No, I didn't see... You didn't post a clip? I did! It was... He totally did! Oh. It was the same post. I thought it was a picture. I didn't know it was a clip. How do you with, know if it's a clip or a picture? You click on it. Oh. Well, with Book 2 Spirits from Legend of Korra... I don't we, know how the internet works. I just post Paul, things Paul, to the you're iTunes. The, you're the producer now. You're the guy that's like, oh, my computer's not working good. Oh, it was this thing. I had to order this new part. I have no idea why my computer doesn't work good. Well, I give it to you to fix for me. Yeah, but I don't know how the internet works. It's magic, like magnets, guys, and rainbows. Well, we... Is that why you're always putting magnets on your computer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's your first problem. <laughs> what? Well, I'm going to get back to it. With, <laughs> with book two, we are going to be actually seeing the... F- why does it seem like this is the drunkest we've ever gotten? Because you're acting drunk. It's a Friday. And Paul thinks it's Friday, which it is. <laughs> but he's acting like it's Friday, which it is. Oh... <laughs> uh... With book two, Spirits, we will be getting a look at the first Avatar, Wan, who's actually voiced by the actor who plays Glenn in The Walking Dead. Full circle. Ouroboros. Wow. Snake that eats nice. itself. Ouroboros. Steve, you have to take a drink now. <laughs> Wait. He is plays a drinking he, game? He plays a drinking game by, by himself. I don't know what the rules are. But they're what's, there. what's really bad is he listens to our show while he's driving. <laughs> You know what I, I love that Dark Horse is not letting Ang go by the wayside. That he they keep on publishing new books and I, they're going to the rift. I I don't know what that means. I I'm glad that those books are there, but I haven't read any of them. I know, me but I'm glad that they're there and they've been approved by the people that are actually behind the show. And they're like, no, this is if you want to find out what happens after Avatar: The Last Airbender with Zuko looking for his mom. Yeah. Read this book. I need to read those and books. And a lot of it, so I think, hard. is written by the guys, too. That It's not, but they're like the 
producers, producers of it. Kind of like Joss Whedon is the producer of the Buffy comic. Well, and the, the producers Angel of comic. those are the creators of. And they series. and they don't know how the internet works either, Paul. <laughs> You're a good company. Uh, and just last, like, hit that TV news is uh, some of the information that we got from um, Marvel's The Shield upcoming yeah. on NBC. Adrian Colston, still alive. Still alive. You're um, welcome, Internets. <clears throat> that was all me. I called it. We did. Like, I think not, Chris, and, Chris and I were on the opposite side of that table from yeah. you. Yeah. And I was finally it's right. It's not a life model decoy. They haven't said how it's going to happen, but it looks like it's going to be one of those things like after he died on screen, like miraculous, like they managed to save him kind of thing. Yeah, they called the doctor. You saw him kind of pass out. You don't know that he died, except for Nick Fury saying... Do you still think it cheapens the whole death? Uh, I I think it just makes... Uh, like I said before, I still think it makes Nick Fury Nick Fury. I, I agree it makes... I mean, Nick Fury is the ultimate spy. His secrets has secrets. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is, he's the guy that's going to play that card of, hey, he's dead. And he hey. literally plays cards. And he played those cards, and he pushed it that, hey, this guy died, he was your hero. This guy died, he had a connection to you since Iron Man 1. You know, it is, it, he is a piece of that puzzle that, hey, I played it, I'm Nick Fury, I'm a dick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I, it is a show that, there's, I mean, when has there been a live action Comic or live action show based on comic book Wonder characters Woman. back in the 1970s with Melinda Carter, The Flash during the 90s with uh something some Marvel ship. characters. I said, oh Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. uh oh, what was the X Men one? But it was oh yeah, it was um, Generation X Gen- was a no, no, TV movie. No, no there no, was there was Mutant X. Mutant X, that's what it was. But with it, uh, the guy from uh, that played. Lex Luthor in uh, the Lois and Clark New Adventures of Superman. Yeah, I don't remember that but guy's that, name. That he was had the curly that, hair. Yeah. that wasn't. But it was. But there was also a comic book tie-in and to that exactly. show. Generation, or, yeah, Generation X, right? Or New Generation X. Mutant, Mutant X. X. Mutant X yeah. Marvel did acquiesce that it exists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was like... Um, on the level of like that, uh, that was so bad that oh, I didn't even bother watching it. Yeah, it was Atlantis. Wasn't like, about kind of Havoc like two Paul. <laughs> I don't know. I've never. I don't think I've seen that show. It's okay. No but one remember did. the Sinbad television show? <laughs> no, I do. I do. I, I, I watched that quite it. A bit. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as Hercules. As good as Hercules <laughs> was. Yeah. But when yes. you said Sinbad TV show, I thought of the comic Sinbad, and I was like, why is he bringing that up? <laughs> and I almost snorted hey. my beer out my hey. nose. First kid. Not good! Yeah, not a great movie, Paul. You are not winning arguments with that. <laughs> but Sinbad. Well, do we, do we have any more TV news? Can we just talk about Sinbad for a second? No, I, no. The television show. We already, we already talked no, about the Sinbad. No. The Sinbad we, Sinbad TV show did we already not need to be about mentioned. Sinbad more seconds than is worthy. <laughs> All right, my bad. 
<laughs> Sin bad. <laughs> um, there, there was nothing else really TV worthy for me. It was mostly about Legend of Korra. Yeah. Uh, comic book related that Avengers Age of Ultron has nothing to do with Avengers Age of Ultron. It's mostly just because it has Ultron in it. And it's yeah. a catchy title. It's a very yeah, catchy I title. Why then? Like, if it, you just released a miniseries, or a maxi-series, 12 issues, called Age of Ultron. Why would you call it Age of Ultron other because, than, like, bumping up of your Amazon uh, sales? No, because you would have a movie that people are like, oh, it's called Age of Ultron. Oh, there's comic books called that. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna buy those, and then be like, "This is nothing like the movie." Well, and, there's well, no way anybody that just watched Avengers would make heads or tails because one, the first character Avengers, quote unquote, character you're introduced to in Age of Ultron is Luke Cage. Yeah. Nobody <clears throat> in the world the that first just watched that movie Avengers would know who Luke Cage is. Exactly. Unless they read comic uh, books. Kind of going back to TV news. Uh-huh. Um, Once upon a time? J. August Richards. Going to Neverland? No, I'm going to oh. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, J. August Richards, who Whedonverse fans might know as Charles Gunn from Angel. Nope. Was, you didn't, you didn't watch it. I it. He, he was a badass vampire hunter who turned into a vampire mm-hmm. at the end of the series. Um... Oh, sucked. Uh, pun. I, just totally, I, I made a pun I out of it. Totally spoiled it for all. Like you never well, read Okay, if you haven't it. watched this show that came out ten years ago, I, Paul. I, yes. And so plus, Angel. I've only seen the first one of the best episodes. series. It was. It was really good. It especially got, towards it, the end. It got better. It, it it jumped the shark at the middle with like the presence like of the from the alternate universe that was played by the girl that played Zoe Firefly. Side. Oh, nerd conversations. Um. J. August Richards confirmed that he was going to be in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Zoe was and also in Alias, by the way. It was rumored that he was going to get to play Luke Cage, but it turns out he's just some, like, throwaway Captain America character. To tie it back into S.H.I.E.L.D. news. Because I like the Whedonverse stuff. The Whedonverse stuff is cool. I would like to see, like, those characters appear like Iron Fist or Luke Cage and then be like, hey, this is your entry into that character. Boom, this is the movie. I think that's the perfect way to do it because I don't think Iron Fist on his own deserves an origin story movie. But if I see Iron Fist appear in like a Marvel Knights movie or like that street level kind of character movie, cool. Yeah. I probably wouldn't go see Iron Fist on the big screen, though. Yeah, but, like, I mean, the Immortal back, you know, with Marvel, Iron Fist is going to be with Marvel. They might be. Okay. I think they're going to do Daredevil first. Paul might have just won because I would go see Daredevil. And Iron Fist is so close to that. Yeah, it's it's that street-level character, you know, like... The Brubaker in Mortal Iron Fist is a really cool series. Brubaker. Like Matt Fraction. Iron Fist. And it is, like, it's... Hawkeye. Yep. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, not Hawkeye. No. But it's Hawkeye, but it's Hawkeye. Yep. Yeah, but it's Hawkeye. Man, you gotta really enunciate that G. You really do. <laughs> Drunk. All right. <laughs> so, um... 
So getting um, back to the comic book news. Comic book convention. The only other TV news I have is that Once Upon a Time, a show I enjoyed, my wife has enjoyed, telling the story of the very Disney princess kind of brand brought into the modern world. Uh, Mulan. Yeah, Mulan. What, really? Yeah. She's she's on? Yeah. I watched maybe... Yeah, I watched maybe the first, like, four episodes. I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, I would watch more of this, and I never did, but I will. The whole four seasons on Netflix... Uh, second season has already aired. The third season, they came out at Comic Con saying, "Hey, we're sorry, uh, we're actually gonna be uh, having to broadcast our show differently. Eleven uh, episodes straight through for, during the fall, and then we're gonna come back during the spring with eleven more episodes." But and straight at through. that point, they'll also have a side series. Yeah, and they're going to Netflix because they're doing the. It's not Alice in Wonderland. I forget what they're. Yeah, I don't know. They're going. Are they, they're also going to Neverland too. Aren't they? Neverland is going to be the main crux of the season. I, of this when third season, you have a series like this that's and Peter Pan is going that's to show really up. deep into kind of like a, a quote unquote like mythology kind of a mm-hmm. thing. I have no problem with them doing that kind of show. When Lost went to sixteen episodes, like a season. And they cut out all the fat, and it just, you just got like show building towards the end. That's what really makes a show when you don't have like, oh, we have to fill episodes. Mm-hmm. That's what's good. So for this show to have like, all right, we're doing 11 straight episodes, and then we're going into a hiatus, hiatus and then, then we're going to 11 straight more. Like, I like that thought. Like, Boom, we can just really do what we want to do with the story we want to tell, and we don't have to just add fluff to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I never really feel like Once Upon a Time had that much fluff to begin with. Like, every character I wanted to spend time with. Uh, I, I have to say, like, I've, I've never, I haven't watched the show religiously. Usually when I watch the show, it's. I hope nobody would watch a show religiously. That's just kind of creepy. I haven't watched a show. What's going on with Belle and Rumpelstiltskin? All sexy time. I don't know. I haven't watched enough of it. It's a show that I get what the premise is, and I've seen enough. Rumpelstiltskin, you have to understand, is the beast from Belle. Like they tie. Mind blown. I know they they try (laughs) to make every character like each character. Sometimes, like Jack is, of course, like the Jack. Kind of like in Fables, how Jack is all of the different Jacks. Jack is all so Jacks, yeah. Rumpelstiltskin is the monster and the beast from all the stories, so he's not only the alligator, he's also... Spoilers. Spoilers! He's not only the monster in the Beauty and the Beast. He's not only the beast there, I should say. He's also the alligator or the crocodile that, you know... Oof. that. That bit off hooks yeah, hands. Hooks hand. Oh my god! Yeah. He's. It, it's kind of like that. Is it? It's kind of like how the it works in in that. in like fables. Like Prince Charming is he, he's all Prince those Charming. Prince Charmings, and that evil witch is all those evil. Witches. Yeah, is with Rumble once upon a time. Is, is it done well? Where he's the beast, the crocodile. Like it, they make it work. Okay, it's not. 
you definitely see, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is just like Fables, where all the evil queens are the evil queens, and all the jacks are just jack. It's, if you didn't come watching, like, reading those books, you would be like, no, that makes kind of sense, I guess. Kind of how it makes sense in Fables. And Yeah, you just have what, to buy in. If you don't buy in, then it's going to ruin the show for you. Okay. What I have seen in... Let them sell it to you, though. What I have seen in the show, though... You didn't do a terrible is, job, though. There is some fat that can be trimmed. In yeah. doing that 11 episodes, taking hiatus, and then doing 11 more, I think you're going to be able to trim that fat and get those solid, like, boom, show. And that's what I was saying, like, in Lost, like, they yeah. cut the fat. Like, you just got these solid, awesome shows towards the end. But I think I'm the only one that really watches Once Upon a Time. Out of the three of us. Out of the three of us. Four, if we include the silent partner of Kate, you know, me and her watch it. So half the podcast watches it. That, she doesn't count in that instance. Okay. But, uh, let's move on to comic book news. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's back! Nightcrawler! And he's back. I'm so glad we're talking about the comic book stuff because there wasn't a lot of actual it's comic book stuff. Basically, Nightcrawler. That's it. Comic book wise, last year, what it was just basically the announcement of, um, nope, Sandman, Sandman coming back. Yeah, yeah. But and it's still it's, it's still, still a year. But it's it'll be here's the okay on the Sandman front. Not to complete step over Nightcrawler. We'll come back tonight. Oh, he's, he's, he's up next. He's bamfing in. With the Sandman stuff, it'll be out in October, written by Neil Gaiman, art by J.H. Williams III. We got to see some preview art because I guess Vertigo DC put out a teaser book somewhere mm-hmm. that I didn't see that had like two or three pages of the Sandman artwork, but it's J.H. Williams doing what he does on battle pages breaking with Sandman and it's beautiful. You don't know the context of the story because this is kind of leading up to Morpheus's fall and what lets him be captured at the beginning of the Sandman series from the eighties. If I feel like I'm getting, or if I sound like I'm getting fanboy, it's because I am not, not only that you are, I've read maybe half the Sandman series because you've let me borrow them and then I was kind of like eh, I'm okay but the fact that these two are collaborating together Gee, just makes third. me think yeah. like this is going to be like the most amazing book ever in the world it's like Neil Gaiman has been writing this series just waiting for this guy to be able to draw it for him he totally time machined it yeah basically like I'm just I'm going to come back and write this because I finally have someone who can capture my world well uh Kind of in this vein, talking about Sandman, there was a 20th anniversary Sandman panel at San Diego Comic-Con. That's what we're talking about. And someone asked, oh no, I'm blanking out on the artist's name who drew the first Sandman arc. Sam Sam Keith? It's very horror-based. He did the max. Paul's Paul's looking at his bookshelves. And it's not he, investments, Paul. And then he realizes I never. It would be that. Preludes and Nocturnes. He he owns it. I, I he has the it. first two or three. I can't find it. Oh, oh no! 
I wish I could hit pause right now, Paul. I, I wish I could too. I wish I could totally hit pause. I wish I. I was right. It is Sam Keith. First That's trade. A, first trade. Preludes and Nocturnes. Here's the second. Tra- here's the third trade. Kelly Jones. Um. He. Sam not Keith. Martha Jones. No, not Martha Jones. That's the second. Companion. That's the tenth Doctor's next companion. Um, fuck you, phone. Uh, it vibrated. Uh, Sam Keith was actually asked, like, "How do you feel about your contribution to the Sandman legacy?" And he was like, "If I had known what I was starting off, I probably would have tried a little bit more." That's me paraphrasing. Yeah, but honestly, but he was who doing. Who would have known? Who would have known where where Sandman was going to? Because that's what built the Vertigo line next to Swamp Thing, and that's what kind of became like the whole. Oh, comic books can be more like be more. this can be literary. And who knows? Like, I mean, just the evolution of Sandman too. Like, it just kept keeps building and the people coming in to work with Neil Ga- Gaiman are just like, yeah, this fits. Yeah, this works. And oh, look at the covers that this guy's doing. And that's all the people at Vertigo with like Shelley Bond as the editor, Neil Gaiman as the writer, like branching out to be like, no, we want this to be experimental. We want this to be new. And I don't want to say having J.H. Williams is kind of redundant, because that's what he's been doing, but having him there doing it with the title that was kind of like, no, this is what what's going to happen. This is what we're doing. It so works, and it makes sense. And I, like, what, two, three years ago, when I said I wanted J.H. Williams doing a Sandman book? Yeah. Thank you. Right? They- Someone over at DC had to listen to me. It, it, it definitely, it's definitely one of those things that, like, if J.H. Williams is supposed to be doing anything, it mm-hmm. is a Sandman book with Neil Gaiman. It's something crazy where he can just take all artistic ability and, and just go And nuts. you just think of, like, and no offense to, like, well, Bat, to Batwoman, like, the stuff that he did with Batwoman and be like, oh, he's gonna do it with even a bigger character. Yeah. The thing is, though, like, how much room does the writer leave the artist to put in their own ter- interpretation? But with, if you're working with somebody like, with J.H. Williams III, you give him room. And yeah. the other thing is, is Neil Gaiman is one of those people that works with those artists. Like, he knows what they can do. Mm-hmm. And he's, I, I wouldn't say he's like a visionary like that, but he knows the talent that he's working with and what they can do with him. Yeah, I agree. But back to Nightcrawler. But back to Nightcrawler. But no. Chris. Sorry. But you're excited about both. I'm sorry. I just want to say, like, I have to say, like, the biggest news last year out of comics was the Neil Gaiman thing. And I think the biggest thing, comic book-wise, is the return of the three of ours, one of our favorite characters, Nightcrawler. The Bamfius of Banff. And it's coming back at one of our favorite writers. He won the overall writer two years ago, Jason Aaron. In the pages of brand new yeah. X-Men book, Amazing X-Men. 
Oh, darn it. Why didn't we pick Amazing X-Men? We didn't, th- we didn't think that inside the bubble. We have Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing X-Men just seems redundant. Right? It, it should... Like, why are they crossing these titles together? But we're going to be getting a brand new X-Men book written by Jason Aaron, art by Ed McGinnis, starring Wolverine, Storm, uh-huh. Nightcrawler, Iceman, Kitty Pride, North Star. What? There's a cu- there's a couple more X Men in there. We're getting at some Canadian influence. Uh, it's it's a crazy Bring team, and it's a team that a lot of people like to use. But it's a team that, oh, Jason Aaron's writing this. Yeah. Okay, and it sounds too like you're gonna have a little more of a straight kind of like this is an X Men book. They're going to hell to save their friend. But with no, that, that that's still... happening at Uncanny X Men. But really? No, but they did. They do go to hell with, well, not hell, purgatory with magic and Sorry, John. But what you're going to have is those the it's ability of the ability of Jason Aaron to write a fun book to be able to bring Nightcrawler back, and I think this is something that he's always wanted to do. Hence the little Nightcrawler <laughs> demons the... that. Pop the around, yeah, that pop around. Like it's something that he's definitely been like. No, this guy needs to be back. Even if I just need to have him come in in a little bamf thing, he's back. And he said we will be getting the origins of those bamfs in this story, and that he's had a Nightcrawler story that he's wanted to tell for years now, and we're going to get it. If I were to have Nightcrawler come back by any writer, it would I would want it to be Jason Aaron. I really yeah. respect what that guy does with X-Men books. And I mean you can see in those books like the love he has of what's happened before him. Having like Wolverine's brother dog come back as a future like is a time traveler to hunt down these students like it's it, a fun premise of someone who gets x-men's crazy history and it's one of those things that when you try to just to say that you're like no it <laughs> it's ridiculous it doesn't make sense but then you try to say like no jason aaron's writing it and if you had said that maybe two years ago, it would have been like, that's the guy that writes Scalp, like... And Fury Agent? Yeah. Okay. Right? Does he write Fury Agent, or is that somebody else? Tony Moore. No. No, that's an artist. Yeah. I'm blanking out. That's okay. But it's one of those things that we were like, well, whatever, but after reading Wolverine and the X-Men for... Rick the- Remender writes Fury Rick Agent. Remender, yes. Reading Wolverine and the X-Men for the past year and a half... Like, every two weeks I get a new issue. It's always good. It's always fun. And there's always a little bit there that's off the wall. It's great. Like, I'm loving the stuff with the new Hellfire Academy. I'm loving Wolverine feeding the Bamps whiskey so they can track, like, the teleportation to find out where the Hellfire Club's been appearing so that they can find out where they actually are. So they can finally nail these guys. It's fun, but there's still kind of a, a weightiness. A weight, yeah. Yeah. 
that he can hit on when he needs to. And it kind of makes me feel bad that, like, because when the- I saw that he was going to start writing, like, the Hulk and stuff, I was like, ah, I really should pick this book up. And then, you know, you miss that first issue, and then you blink, and it's, like, five issues in. And then you're like, oh, I'll wait for the trade. Then you don't see the trade come out. And then it's, yeah. like, 12 issues in. But he's someone, like, I'd like to see what he could do with the Hulk. Just like I'd like to see to do with kind of your fan favorite team and North Star. Yeah. It was so weird that North Star's in it. Yeah. Um, honestly, I never really took note of North Star until, it's terrible to say it like this, but the Chalk Austin runs. Ooh. But he he became a front runner in the yeah. X Men universe at the time, no, and I, I was like, yeah. no, North Star's pretty cool. Like he, he's not terrible. He he is a kind of cool character, and and you let me borrow all those X Men's, and I remember reading those that he was out of all those characters, kind of someone who stood out, and yeah. and it depends on the writer that uses him, and I can under I like to see where. Jason Aaron is going with something, and the fact that he's going to bring that character in means he's got a good concept and idea for that character. That's oh, so. that's better than probably what other people has have used him, but he's building off of what they've used him as. As much as I've liked what Bendis has been doing over at all new X-Men. Why did he say it with it's such because a it's one of those things like face. we It's because like, it's Bendis and Bendis? we're all surprised that we I like know. we decried the Bendis X-Men stuff books for so long. It's and like you're getting the Bends as you're saying Bendis as if you're coming up from deep underwater because yeah. too quickly. we've we've had like 10 years of Bendis yeah. fiddle fizzling out and then all of a sudden being like, "Hey, look at this. I can write really good again." I've enjoyed everything from all new X Men and Uncanny X Men. Is it like, because he's not writing the same characters over and over? It could be. Yeah. Like he's moved over from Avengers to X Men now. He's not writing Spider Man, Luke Cage, and what are the other ones? Spider Woman. Um, Spider Woman. Marvel Woman or Marvel Girl, whatever her name is. Yeah. Miss Marvel. Captain Marvel. I Captain Marvel. Well, now she's Captain Marvel because she took up the mantle. I'm a way to get comic book. I'm happier to see Jason Aaron handing this to me uh-huh. than I would be seeing Bendis because I'm really enjoying what Bendis is doing now. I don't want to see him try to do more. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I Bendis, hope that makes sense because I know he's doing more and I'm just not reading those books. I think Bendis works when he doesn't have too much on his plate. Well, guys, get ready for no. Ultimate Comic Books. Cataclysm, written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by uh, Mark Bagley. The creators that help bring you the Ultimate Universe are ending the Ultimate Universe. Maybe we don't know, but yeah, it but it's seems basically like it. the collision of both the Ultimate Universe and also the Marvel. Didn't we get that in the beginning of Ultimate Fantastic Four? No, we no. thought we were getting that, but it but turned out to be a zombie Zombies. universe. Yeah, uh, that's what it was kind of. I don't want to say build as, but you were misled to think like, no, it's Mar- the Marvel Universe crossing over with the Ultimates. Yeah, Didn't we get that was... though with Peter Parker and the new yeah, kid is Ultimate Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Yeah. Which I guess now or... Miles is in the regular Marvel Universe in the new... Sp- oh, he it's not that... a Spider-Man book, but what is but... it? 
the alter it's the Spider Man. It's it's called It's Marvel. Yeah. No, there's but a new he, team book coming out that right. has a Spider Man on it. I and can't Nova remember the name Steven of it. the Seeing Girl is my is Miles Morales's because they both have pink hair and piercings. Is it Pixie? Just, just kind of the same way. From the X Men. Well, if you guys read Nova League, you I don't. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not opposed no, to. I don't, Nova. I don't read. You're not opposed to girls with black hair and pink uh, highlights. No, I'm piercings. not opposed to Nova. I'll read it. But yeah, you never handed them off to us, jerk. Right you could hand oh, it off. Oh, they're right, right there. They're just on the floor. Right they're just on the floor. <laughs> they are. You said you were missing issue three and four. Like, no, why I'm would I read them four. then? I'm just missing issue four. That's all. But anyways, but that's coming soon, and we it might be the end of the Marvel Ultimate Universe, but probably I think it's not. Time. I think it's time. Really? Because it's been we, almost ten years. It it probably has been. We've this been is reading a time where. The Marvel Universe is now expanding into other universes for the first time. We got into comic books. We got into comic books again uh-huh. when the Ultimate Universe was already a thing. Mm-hmm. It was just starting, but it had it had already existed. Yeah, like Ultimate Spider Man. I remember buying before Ultimate X Men, and we got in right before Ultimate X Men. I remember buying the first trade for Ultimate X Men when it came out. And I had already been reading comic books. You'd already again. been reading Ultimate Spider-Man too, though. That w- that was the first one out the gate, though. Yeah, like it had it had happened already. At least six issues into the Ultimate Universe, there was enough there. Yeah, there was enough for Marvel. To there was put enough out a for trade. a trade that Which, they put out immediately. Yeah, because Marvel's always it was right. That. It was right when the new Spider-Man movie came out. Yeah. Because that was Bill Jemnis's big push, like, no, we need to make this accessible. So it was around 2000. So we've been in the quote-unquote ultimate universe for 13 years now. And it was there to make continuity more accessible for the people that were coming into it. And it's been its own continuity for 13 years now, drawing off. And it has gotten convoluted. It's... It's done its deal. Like it doesn't Spider-Man. have to. So uh, much uh, so that you you have to kill off your main character and bring in a new one. Yeah. Spoilers. Captain America is the person that sells out the rest of the Avengers. Back in the day, that doesn't matter anymore. What? Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. He's the traitor. He's the traitor. He's the traitor. But. Yeah, I I feel like this is not the time that they're going to end the Marvel Universe, uh, Ultimate Universe, because they're actually creating a multiverse for Marvel. Which they can tie into Age of Ultron because time's been broken. Yeah. Yeah, and they can fold in those characters, kind of just... Galactus is now, yeah, and... I mean, they're, they're, they're able to shuffle everything around. Uh, the guy that was Comic writing uh, I Vampire, Joshua Joshua Felkoff. Yeah, uh, he's doing a knockup job from the reviews on oh. the Ultimates. Does that make you want to? It kind of makes me want to read the and Ultimates. Brian Wood was writing Ultimate X Men too. I know. I'm surprised you didn't jump over with him. But it's ultimate, so it's, it's it doesn't com- matter. It's a comic book. Here's the thing: thing is you say it like it doesn't matter, but we just mentioned they they've been around for thirteen years. It's like a comic bookness thing where it's like matter. 
Those stories don't really I, matter I, to I the rest of the universe. You know, like, I hate that about myself, but it is what it, the, what like, I am. What like one of the biggest things is like the ultimate universe is, you know, ultimates. I don't understand. Only that. happened what like. Reed three, Richards is a villain volumes, in the Ultimates universe. Three, I can't read it. Villain? Three volumes yeah. of it, oh and God. then they did all that Ultimate like space crap. Yeah, with the Vision tie-ins. That it was. But here's the thing: that was like nine years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember those bits and pieces from the Ultimate universe. Ultimate Nightmare. Ultimate Secret. Ultimate this. Ul- ultimate. Ultimate. That. Ultimate. Ultimate. What was the one that I don't Magneto know. crushed the ocean into New York City? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Ultimatum. Ultimate Ultimate Ultimatum. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I don't want? The ultimate tomato. I don't like tomatoes. <laughs> Do you remember the cartoon show Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Yeah, I remember the movies. Do you remember the Saturday morning cartoon I do. show? No, I said I do. Uh the Killer Tomato. Based on Attack of the Killer Tomatoes 2. I, I don't remember the movies. George Clooney was in it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Is that on Netflix? I don't think so. Uh, that's bad. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes 1 or 2. I think Ooh. 2 might be on Netflix, but not the other Instant one. Instant Watch. That's uh, all. Where's Mondo Video is. when you need it? Oh, close down 10 years ago. <laughs> Well, in comic book news, that's not really relevant. Other than Ultimate? Not really relevant to anything we read. Jeff Smith, creator of Bone, announced that he's going to have new Bone content. In color? Well, there will be some. But new Bone content coming out over the next year. And he will be doing more stuff for the Scholastic reprints in color as well. Like, addendum stuff. You you say, like, not that we read, but... You were a huge I know, Bone I, fan. Yeah, Paul I, started. You started I, reading them. With I have the, the first trade. The, yeah, the Scholastic. The Scholastic yeah. trades. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually have a a friend of mine at work. Her son absolutely loves Bone. Well, yeah, that's true that, because her son has a heart and it beats. It's and Bone's uh, a great not, book. Not only that, the kid talks like he's been smoking for fifty years. Like the kid's <laughs> got like a raspy voice like this. But he is... Um, he just needs to learn how to sing the blues, John. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I got the blues. I got the blues. I need the craft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the funniest thing you've ever done, Paul. Oh, God. I hate the fact that we, <laughs> we've we already set up a topic to talk about because we can't end on that now. <laughs> But he, <laughs> but That's he. That's a commercial. I sound like I made it no, up. No, it's but great he is though. Someone in the last in the last two years found these books at the library, and probably the only person that's ever taken these books out at the library has been him, because he gets them out every month, uh-huh. reads them all, finishes it, and then starts over again. Like he absolutely loves. The Bone series. They are pretty darn good. And the thing that, like, after we finished reading The Bone is when he started reading all the Tintin comic books that you could get. Uh-huh. But he, she's like, he'll read, like, three Tintins and then start Bone again. Like, <laughs> it drives me crazy how much this kid loves Bone. And I was like, I was like, you know, I can, I can order you, like, a Bone, like, 
stuffed animal from every once in a while they come up on uh, that and she's like how much I'm like maybe 30 bucks she's like I don't love my kid that much <laughs> like this kid's a pain in the ass he tried to sell his brother last week like it's a kid that's like wait 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 it's the wait, kid wait. It's what the, kid doesn't try to sell their yeah, brother no, he or tries, sibling it's the kid that tries to sell his older brother and his older brother's willing to go with it like the kid is too smart for his own good wait 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 what younger brother isn't that way? Uh, this is the kid that, when he was in his religion class, told the teacher that God didn't create the light, the rainbow. That's created by light shining through the water vapor. <laughs> like, it's pretty darn smart. Yeah, this kid is too smart for his own good, but he absolutely loves Bone. And when I can tell his his mom that like there's going to be more like new Bone stuff coming out, she's gonna be like. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like telling my parents, no, there's an extended cut of Star Wars coming in, out yeah. on television that you're going to have to tape for your kid. Before before I started reading, because you would let me know about his, um, what is it? The Rassel? Rassel. I had mentioned it to her, like, oh, hey, he's got another property <laughs> out called Rassel. That, like, that's why not, would you let a kid read kid that? Friendly. Don't Maybe that. you should check it out. No! And, Here's the thing, like, a week and a half later, she was like, uh, yeah, that series really good, not appropriate for my kid. I'm like, I haven't read it, I just know but, it's by the guy that did Bone. But that's Jeff Smith, he's a cartoonist, and he decides to tell stories in that medium. And not only did he announce new Bone material, but he has a brand new property coming out over at his like personal website, uh, I believe it's boneworld.com. It's called Tuki Save Humans. Tuki Save Humans? Tuki Save Humans. Where it's post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. where like the world's ended, and go it's up to on. the last human to kind of go out and have an adventure. And it's going to be done as like a weekly webcomic. Wait, wait. Is Tuki the last of us? Tuki's kind of the last of us, but it's not the last of us. <laughs> oh. Um, which is great because it's... Sometimes I really wish I had a PlayStation 3. I know. It looks awesome, and I've heard great things about it. But it's him experimenting and exploring what the comics medium can be. Because he did Bone, which was a self-published monthly book. He spent 13 years doing one title, and then he did Rassle, which he's still doing. But Tukey Save Human is... He's also be, done some mainstream work, like he, he uh, Billy Batson Billy and the Best, Monster. Like the Monster Society. And the Monster Society, exactly. From DC Comics, which was a lot of fun. I bought those. <laughs> but this is going to be an online first free webcomic in color, mm-hmm. which is something he hasn't done before. Because with Bone and Rassel, it's self-published from cartoon books in black and white. This is one guy that writes and draws and yeah. self-publishes. The Billy Batson and the like Monster Society, that was done through DC, so that was them. He seems like someone who he what he really should be doing is just self publishing online because it almost seems like it's easier. But to do getting a paycheck that way is harder. No, yeah, you but get I paid mean, if you front. if you have a website that like. You make that you yeah. make that book and then be like, hey, 
boom, just buy it here. You don't have to you put up print. You upfronted all that work, though. You know what I mean? Like, but he's you're always... living off of zero money in hopes that you make Y or X money. It, you know, yeah. it, you know it, what I mean? Like, I, no, I know what you mean, but it almost seems like the money that you would put work. into... Here's the thing is... All right, you're going to self-publish, though, and put that book out. You're still having to pay that money up front to publish that book where you're paying that money, not even that money to publish it where people can then buy it online. And who doesn't have, like, that online capability? We hope it, everybody listening to just the show... I mean, come, should, I mean just, just, it out. Just, just about everybody... Does but we never read Private Eye. Private I did. I haven't. I haven't read the next issue, but it's there for me whenever I do. Yeah, I push you guys. I mentioned like four times to you now because I'm guilt tripping myself right now. And it was great. We were supposed to read it, and it It was was supposed to be for a look back. Yeah, Yeah. I think that was the main look back. That was one of the books I brought to the table. You could have downloaded it for free. It was a pay whatever you want book. Okay. I know. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> John, exactly. PanelSyndicate.com. Download. You needed Your to have sent done. me that. You know what's I not put a link up. <laughs> I know you did. That's what You I know what's not a lot of work? Rating us on iTunes. <laughs> Apparently it is, Paul. I know it is. Was there a- <laughs> But go to iTunes, download it, and then just look up, do a search for Bagnum Board. You found this episode, so you know how to spell it. Because I don't, because I'm drunk. And hit oh, you're so drunk. And I drink a lot. Oh, you had that margarita. Hey, I just want to say... Tequila uh, and beer. Tequila and beer. Not good. Fan of the show, Lawrence. Uh, I did watch um, Axe Cop. I loved it. It really brings the comic book into a cartoon. Does a great job with it. Really, really enjoyed it. I have a girl I work with. She just found out that I was a comic book nerd and I do a podcast today. And she's like, yeah, my boyfriend really likes books written by Brian Vaughn. And I was like, oh, my God, Brian K. Vaughn? And I was like, yes, let's talk now. And she's like, yeah, his favorite books, like, about this guy with horns and, like, on the cover, his girlfriend's breastfeeding. I was like, you're talking about Saga. And she's like, yeah, he wants us to dress up as that and go to a convention. So I was like. Yeah, Saga's yeah. great. Yeah, you should do that. Uh-huh. Like, comic books, they're out there. Did you get her to rate us and review us on I'm, iTunes? I'm trying. Okay, like, because two-thirds of this podcast love that book. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Hey, you should be reading is it. Is it fun? It is. Well, that's why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that really made me laugh. Well, hopefully you didn't. You don't hate fun, so you're able to go on... <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you rate and review us over on iTunes. Email us over at contact at beggingboardcast.com or individually at Paul, Chris, or John at beggingboardcast.com. We have a Facebook. Like us. We have a Tumblr. Follow us. We have a Twitter at Board. Which is basically everything we put up on Facebook comes up on the Twitter. Yeah. What- but we can't have conversations with you there. One of my favorite things ever is Paul, like when Steve came onto the show, was like, all I want to do is side with Paul. All I want to do is side with Paul. And then he did a show with Paul, and he's like, I can't side with Paul. This guy. 
<laughs> I know. It's like they're always picking on him, and then he's like, I want to pick on him too. <laughs> but comic books are great, and podcasts we, about comic books are even better. I will say we are going to Fan Expo 2013 up in Toronto this year. We haven't gotten the answer back from the uh, press application yet, but we're we, going to go. We, we always go just almost gone every for year. like 10 years now almost. So, hey, check out the guest list. If there's a creator, writer, celebrity, artist you want us to talk to, do it. We interview them. We like to do that. It's fun for us. It gives us an episode for free. It's the Comic-Con of Canada. It's the third largest pop culture event in, in North, North America. America. And it keeps getting bigger and bigger, too. They've added another day. We they will be there. Added on, like, they have anime, science fiction, horror comic movies, books, horror movies, and now sporting. Wow. Sports are going to be there, yeah, too? Sports. It's, sports it's huge, yeah. though. Like, just think, every year it's gotten bigger. Like, Yeah, it's kind of gross right now. But we're I we're gonna be there. My like it. Gone. And what? <laughs> that was what the last time you were there, Paul. Yeah. And I'm just gonna say on the Bang Board Facebook and I guess Twitter, since they're linked, I started almost live blogging comics. Uh-huh. Whenever I see something that's worth mentioning or noting, yeah, I I take a picture of it. I put that up. Those are books you should be reading, Paul. Okay. And listeners. <laughs> and that's something I kind of want to do going forward, because I read comic books every week. I like it. I like sharing them. That's why we do this. But here's the thing. Paul's going to hate that book. Well, Paul should read both those books, Young Avengers and I Saga. I do. Yeah. You need to I love them, Paul. Young Avengers and what was the other book? Saga. Oh, I think you need to read both traits of Saga and then tell us how you feel about yeah, it. Yeah, I'll have to read. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. This is coming from the guy. That doesn't like Why the Last Man. So... John, I think you need to revisit it now. Fuck you! I have all the trades. I've tried to read it. Alright. You are me on Why the Last Man. Yes. So don't and give I me shit. And I am you on Saga. Yes. So, so I cannot give you shit so about Why the Last Man. So, so, trade so and, feel left out. Trade and policies? Dueling trading policies. Why the last man versus Saga? Uh, I th- I think you gotta wait till Saga ends. No, first no. first trades. First, first trades for each. I read the first, first trade. I've read the first trade. Yeah, I've read all of both. Ding 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 ding. Wait, why is this? Why is it dueling banjos? Because it's dueling Brian K. Vaughn trades. I've read. I've read. You it. Both, I've read. No, it. here's the I've thing. Read it you and both I've read it just. Recently, you both like BKB. Paul. You you both agree it's that on you the like the opposite sides of the spectrum of BKB. Paul. You like Why Last Man, John. You like Saga. Each one of you has like eh, feelings about the other title. I think it's. I think we do first two trades. First two trades. First yeah. two trades. First two okay. trades. I have the first two trades of Saga and the up. first two trades of Why Last Man. I have the first have, trade of Why. I have oh the man! First two trades of Why the Last Man right here. I love this episode because I have to do no preparation for it. <laughs> I like both of them. You guys suck. 